0: You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network.
1: Welcome to the Oz Network for our fourth and final movie of DCEU Month times 3 We are wrapping up um, the last of the non-2023 DCEU films with 2021's Black Adam, which is probably the longest in development comic book film in history, because it took about 16 years to come out from when the Actor first signed on to it. That actor, of course, would be The Rock, the man so beloved, so powerful that he was able to take over the DCEU during the promotion of Black Adam and <laughs> was subsequently fired after that. Um, co starring Aldous Hodge, an amazing man, co starring Pierce Brosnan, another Whoa! amazing man, uh, and co starring Henry Cavill for two lines before he also was subsequently dismissed from the DCEU. Um, but uh. This is the movie that's supposed to be a spin-off of Shazam, that The Rock likes to pretend wasn't involved with Shazam in any way. And um I guess the controversy is gonna be almost as interesting as uh talking about the movie itself, but I'm still excited because it's Black Adam and The Rock is in it. And, 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 uh, uh, let's just grunt, because this is a manly movie. Yeah. <laughs> Pierce and the Rock. Uh. <laughs> uh, now, uh, to get even more manly, my name is Colin and <laughs> Oh fuck off. <laughs> Any kind of fool can't see. Baby, come back.
0: <sighs> I thought I was going to be unique. Fuck it. And my name is Bandit. Baby, come back. Oh, baby, any fool can't see. Screw you. I hate you. <laughs> this isn't a manly episode. This is a shit episode. No luck. <laughs> Baby, come back.
1: Oh, this is how The Rock sings in. Baby, come back.
0: <laughs> well, screw you, because my name is Ben and Shirley Bassey. Yeah. I'm not-, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not meant to play that on this one, but that's not copyright. It was a YouTube video. Uh, yeah. so <laughs> It's all right. We're allowed to. I have Pierce on my side.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, everybody got Pierce on their side because he is the heart of this movie. And oh. I'm, I don't think that there's ever been a, a time where a rock movie has come out and there are people who are more excited for somebody other than The Rock in it. But Pierce Brosnan is in this movie. Is this our first Pierce Brosnan recap on the Oz Network? <sighs> Thomas, Crown on, no, Thomas Crown was on... No, Thomas Crown was on here. here. We did Thomas Crown on yeah, here. Yeah, that was yeah. Rene
0: Russo month. Um, it would be, because we haven't done Dante's pick. We're holding that off for here, aren't we? Um, yeah. Mars at No. Yeah. Um, well, we're doing Mrs. Doubtfire. Mamma so. Mia. So Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh,
1: yeah, Mrs. That's also a Pierce Brosnan movie. Oh,
0: what a cast. Not a
1: Robin Williams. What a
0: cast. Oh. Um, Sally Field,
1: Matthew Lawrence.
0: Oh. oh, that little girl from Matilda. Uh-
1: <laughs> Matilda and the Independence Day girl that nobody remembers. I
0: like her. Uh, she's all right. You're the one.
1: Um, yeah, That other guy doing-
0: from Independence <laughs> Day is in it. The The guy's like, ah oh, crap, and he gets crushed by the car. He's Robin Williams' brother
1: is he oh that's right yeah, yeah. uh there we go we got, we got uh lots of independence day connections and pierce brosnan's connected six degrees of pierce brosnan
0: oh um yes please
1: so yeah this movie it's interesting because we reviewed this i think the first week after it came out or within a week of it coming out and um at the time people were you know oh that was okay they weren't too crazy about it but none of this controversy that's come about since then with like the rocks you know uh Thirst for power is bloodlust for the DCEU and uh, the Henry Cavill controversy and The Rock hating Shazam and all this stuff. Uh, all that's just kind of new news and new, new news. New, 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 new uh, news. The, D- the DCEU is apparently dead, although recent uh, comments from James Gunn make me think maybe that's not the case. But uh, The Rock's control over the DCU is officially dead. But uh, th- th- this is weird. This is a movie where it's like, yeah, we talked about this a little bit before, but like so much has happened since it feels like, this could be an episode just on the news of black Adam itself. And like, this is a movie that came out and all the news about the movie came after it.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, we've done this a few times. I feel where we've done the recap only a couple of months after we've done the review. Um, So it's, this is still very fresh, but it is a lot of stuff has happened since then. I watched a video like a week ago. It was basically like the rock, his reputation is dead because of what has happened to the DCEU and stuff like this. Like, it is weird how quickly that changed because I remember when this came out, it was sort of the opposite. Everyone was like, oh, The Rock, you know, he really pushed this forward. This was the his pet project. He saved it and everything. And I don't know what side to be on because the video I watched sort of saying about The Rock, it did kind of seem like he was a bit of a dick. But at the same time, mm. it's like, well, he was very passionate about this movie and kind of really wanted to push through it. So I don't know. It's, it's hard because... We love the DCEU. i got to say, on re-watching this film. It maybe wasn't as good as the first time I watched it. Um, mm. But, like, it's still... It's an interesting one because, as we've talked about with James Gunn last week, it's sort of like, you know, you're a bit sceptical. You're a bit excited. You're all this kind of stuff. You're hoping it doesn't completely go away. But, I don't know. Like, The Rock, like... Yeah, it was twenty twenty two, the year that The Rock and Will Smith both were like, "Hey," and then oh, now we're in, Brendan Fraser. Props to him, by the way. Uh, he is yeah, taken. To Brendan Fraser. <laughs> he has taken over. He's combined Will Smith and The Rock as the coolest guy in Hollywood.
1: Yes, and soon to be Academy Award winner Brendan oh, Fraser.
0: Days away now. Come and, on. Oh,
1: and now Michelle Yeoh is saying she wants to be in a fourth Mummy movie with him. Oh. Like, the stars are did you, aligning. Did just you not see the, the,
0: the Oscars, like, lunch they had the other day in that yeah. massive photo? And, like, little, little Tom Cruise. Hi, I'm Tom Cruise, putting his <laughs> hand around. you touchy-feely there, Tom Cruise. But just, like, everybody in that photo. Like, what a party that would be. Imagine walking around with your little, like, hors d'oeuvres and your little cocktail. Like, g'day, Tom. How are you doing? Oh, excuse me. Michelle! Michelle, how are you? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Brendan! <laughs> Brendan, hi. <laughs> Over to you, Brendan. <laughs> Just, you know, casually walking around the room. Steven, oh, how are you, oh, Steven?
1: Ms. Steven Spielberg. Steven, oh, I mean
0: how you doing, buddy? I haven't seen you in a while. Hey, where's Will Smith? I missed last year's show. Where, yeah, where is where he? Is he's he? got oh, here, Oh, right? orcs. What happened? What? <laughs>
1: what? No, no, not Will Jamie.
0: Smith. <laughs> Jamie Lee. Sorry. <laughs> oh,
1: Jamie Lee. Yeah, Jamie's there. Well, She's stalking he's there. Tom
0: Cruise. <laughs> I'm stalking Tom Cruise. I'm there single. You've got to bring Jamie with you. At least I can get with yeah. Tom Cruise. You know, he would get with me because he is gay. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Happy Pride. Uh, Happy World (laughs) Pride, everyone in Sydney, by the way. Tom Cruise on a float, I think. Uh, So get on board. Get on board the Tom float. Choo-choo. Choo-choo? A float goes (laughs) choo-choo? Hi, I'm Tom Cruise and I'm a float. (laughs) Choo-choo.
1: A lot of people worked really hard on building this float and making it go choo-choo. I'm Tom Cruise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If they don't go choo-choo, I don't want to be a part of it.
1: (laughs) Um, yeah, so I mean, before I guess we'll we'll talk throughout this about the rock and everything. I'm kind of with you. Like, I've I've heard a lot of, and there's a lot of the stories where I'm like, that's definitely like stretching it a little bit. But then some of it, you're like, well, there has to be some truth to this, especially when you see the lack of Shazam. Watch on a rewatch the lack of Shazam acknowledgement in this movie, especially when you have a kid who's essentially the Middle Eastern billy batson he's got the posters everywhere comic books i mean this is straight out of shazam and he's acknowledging every character that exists in the dcu except for shazam they kind of destroy just, it
0: like i don't i know i'm jumping your head here but it, it kind of like there was that one scene when he's fighting in his apartment and it's like literally every poster of batman or superman it's like yeah. smash destroyed smash it's kind of like that scene in jurassic world when like the t-rex smashes the spinosaur skeleton it's kind of like subtle yeah. reference <laughs> to moving forward with the franchise
1: but, but like there, there are things where I, I kind of look at it now. I'm like, well, I, I don't want to feed into all the rumors and say like The Rock's a dictator or stuff like that. But I, I I feel like you feel he is very passionate about this. I mean, this is a movie that has been in development for 16 years before it came out. It was like 2006 or 2007, I think. So 2000, yeah, right after Superman Returns, when they started thinking about what other properties we're going to do. Amazingly, Shazam was the first one that they thought about. And The Rock was attached like, right away and it was a couple of years where he was attached and i I even remember those days where people like the rock is gonna be playing shazam I'm like "Eh, i don't know about that black adam maybe and then it sort of became a thing where the rock would be saying i'm either gonna be playing shazam or black adam i have my choice of the two which one will i pick and in the end he sort of picks black adam but even even this movie black adam was in development before man of steel you know with the rock and it was just we're gonna put it on hold we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and then ultimately the movie comes out I can understand why The Rock maybe felt like he wanted to have some say in the DCEU because he was there from the beginning. I mean, this is pre-Batman Begins or I guess right after Batman Begins and Superman Returns. He's there and he's the guy and he's involved as a producer and everything. And he had developed this for so long and he saw the DCEU kind of evolve around him when he was the guy there on the ground floor on day one. Uh, So I, I guess I can kind of see where he's coming from, but... There's some decisions in this which definitely seem to be like a little bit of a rock vanity project, especially on a rewatch, mm. where I don't know which side I'm kind of leaning on, although I do feel like he maybe had his hand a little too much in this movie, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of a comparison, I guess, you could have with Ryan Reynolds and Kill Dead. Phil. Kill, Kill Phil, that's exactly <laughs> right, or Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool, yeah. um, but I guess the difference is is that, obviously, Deadpool was beloved, it was a different thing, and Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds, but... I mean, it's not like The Rock was signed on at the last minute and he just kind of right, sweeping house, I'm doing this. Not like yeah. James Gunn. Um, you know, like he, as you said, he'd been attached to this for a long time, so you can kind of see why he would want to have this sort of passion with it, and I applaud him for that. But, yeah, like this rewatch was interesting because, you know, I still enjoy this film, but I reckon, like we talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League, the length of it and all that kind of stuff, maybe trim a bit there. Like... I talked a little bit about, I think, in the review about the slow motion. If you took mm. out maybe two-thirds of the action scenes in this and actually played them at normal speed, this would be like a 60-minute movie because, like, I yeah. think <laughs> yeah. the issue I had with this rewatch is that, like, there would be times when an action scene would start. I would look at my phone, 20 minutes had passed, and they're still fighting. And I'm like, <laughs> are they still doing the same scene? And they yeah. oh. Oh. which, again, it's... It's not all bad, but, like, there was just stuff of that. But, like, you're right. A lot of that comes down to The Rock being a bit vain because a lot of this is just slow motion of him, like, turning his head going... <laughs> and, like, as you said, it's a manly movie. It's The Rock, but, like... I don't know. It's just there's something about it. Have we done a rock movie before, by the way? Have we? Done no, it? we haven't. I was thinking about because we—that's one of the months we've been throwing around,
1: kind of like we had Brendan Fraser for a long time, Rene Russo. We've talked about doing a rock month for a long time, and I mean, I was even thinking if we did a rock month, I mean, what do we? Th- it's not his movie, but I don't think The Rock has ever been better than in Be Cool, the sequel to Get Shorty, Never where it. he he basically takes over for James Gandolfini as like the 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 hired muscle. He's a bodyguard who just happens to be gay. And just happens to have ambitions to be a singing cowboy, which is hilarious. And who, I Wilson? feel like that
0: was Gibson? Whatever
1: that is. <laughs> who, yeah, who, who Gibson Johnson? <laughs> but uh, that's kind of where the rock, I guess, got out of The Scorpion King and just kind of being <laughs> bad actor King. and decided to decide to start having some fun. But I mean, yeah, I, I, there's there's some great rock movies, but uh, I don't know if there's is anything like at the caliber of what uh, we have for Renee Russo?
0: I mean, I saw a meme yesterday. It was a screenshot of Ford pictures of the rock all in like a khaki um, shirt in a jungle. And the subtitle said, these four shots are all from four different movies. Um, (laughs) And it looked like it was all from the same movie, but like, yeah, I mean, the rock is, I, that was the era I actually used to watch wrestling. I remember when he was still Rocky, my or Maivia or whatever it was. And, I had a friend in high school, he was from Samoa and he was obsessed with the rock and he could like he was such a good impressionist, so he could like do everything to the rock. So Did you do he, the
1: eyebrow? He did, yeah. Can I, I can I can
0: do the eyebrow. I, uh, I uh, can. Uh, um but you know, you know how like you've got a friend who's obsessed with say a celebrity or something, and you just yeah. always like I love Britney Spears, don't get me wrong, but like I had this friend in high school who was obsessed with Britney Spears to the level now that I just can't look at her without seeing him. It's kinda of freaky. So, like, The Rock is kind of that with my friend Jake from from high school. But, yeah, I don't know what rock movies I would choose. I mean, the- San Andreas. Look, that's just, like, it's 2012 dumb levels fun. of dumb fun. Kylie Minogue's in that movie. Um, Jumanji? He, I was going to say, I've not seen the third Jumanji. The second Jumanji was, we did a review of that. I think that was kind of the yeah. surprise, you know, like, actually, this was a lot better than people were thinking it would be. Kind of like the Oz Network. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: No, that's the opposite.
0: I'm trying... I've never seen that. What was that one where he's got, like, it's die-hard with one leg? Um,
1: oh, yeah, um, the, the, the the Towering Inferno one. What was that? Uh, it was horrible, whatever it was. Never
0: seen it. Um, I'm just trying to think. There's been a few... Skyscraper. In- Skyscraper. And he did the... How many monkey movies did he do with, like, fighting a giant ape or something? Didn't he do, like, three of them or something? Oh, like yeah,
1: Rampage. That was another bad one. Yeah. Um, Boy, we're running into a lot of bad rock movies here. Maybe we shouldn't have a month. <laughs> he's released a um,
0: single. Oh, of course he has. he has. Oh, we could do a Moana. I've seen Moana. Moana's not bad. I don't know if that's one of your kids' movies. I was going to say, he's done a single. You're welcome. Of no, they, you haven't,
1: they haven't seen that one yet. Jungle Cruise. I actually didn't mind Jungle Cruise. that came out last year.
0: Uh, didn't, he, um, didn't he take over Brendan Fraser in Journey to the Center of the Earth? Wasn't he in the sequel? Yeah,
1: he was. That's right. <laughs> the, in Mysterious Island. Um, no, actually, uh, Red Notice, not a very good movie. But you put the Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot in a movie. How do you not talk about that? Well, the Mummy movies. I mean,
0: he is connected to Brendan Fraser. He took over Brendan Fraser and then was in the Mummy Returns. Uh, I'm trying to see what else. Talked
1: about it last week. GI Joe Retaliation. Oh God, (laughs) GI
0: Joe's back again. Fast and Furious. Hercules.
1: Wow, that was a thing. He made a lot of bad movies. Isn't Baywatch Baywatch pretty good? Oh, Free Guy.
0: Oh, he's like a voice cameo. Free Guy. Um. Yeah. Let's skip the rock a month. Sorry. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to, yeah, not a lot that's there. San Andreas. That's, yeah. You know, why not? The Tooth Fairy? (laughs) Oh, why not? But this is like, we've had this conversation before about people like, you know, The Rock and Gerard Butler and um, Jason Statham. To me, like, Mm. they're like the the muscle who were all, like the tough muscle with a bit of charisma who always like the side characters who have now switched into starring roles. The Rock to Mm. me is the only one of those three who can lead a movie. Like to me, Gerard Butler and Jason Statham are just boring, bland people who can't hold a movie on their own. Keep them on the side. Whereas The Rock, I mean, he's Mr. Charisma. I mean, everyone wants to be this guy's friend.
1: I mean, we'll be your friend, even if most of your movies suck. Um, this one doesn't hey, suck, though. the two movies I've okay.
0: made that aren't documentary suck, <laughs> but Colin still <laughs> associates with me. Uh, I don't want to say friend. I want to push the boundary there.
1: Trying not to associate with you, but this <laughs> podcast keeps pulling me back in. Um, as far as, uh, I guess, background for the movie goes, I mean, yeah, he was attached to it for a long time. It was delayed. It was delayed, delayed. It took years before he even decided which one he would play, Shazam or Black Adam. Um, at one point, this was supposed to be the Shazam movie was going to be Shazam and Black Adam. So when they announced the Shazam movie, Black Adam's a villain. And then he said, no, I think what we should do is we should do a Shazam movie and a Black Adam movie, and then they'll meet in the sequel. And that's where I'm starting to see this movie, maybe The Rock just, he wanted to distance himself from Shazam, even though he probably shouldn't. Um, And then the other interesting thing is that at one point, uh, apparently he was going to appear in The Suicide Squad, which we covered last week, that I guess The Suicide Squad was going to lead into this and this was pre-james gunn uh apparently what the plot was i mean gavin o'connor wait i don't even think we mentioned last week that was the guy who did or maybe we did yeah he did miracle um and warrior he was on in between david ayer and james gunn and his version of the suicide squad was basically going to be about finding this weapon of mass destruction and then the suicide squad and the the big the big reveal at the end was the weapon of mass destruction was going to be the rock um, so that's that, what that George W. Bush
0: did all the wrong time in Iraq. He was not looking for the rock. There you go, yeah, George. if they just found the rock. <laughs> come on. The war terror would be over. All right. But I,
1: I, I don't think that, you know, it, you necessarily need to do that, but it would have been very interesting to have a surprise like that. You know, what is this weapon of mass destruction? And then at the end, it's the rocket. Like, oh, that's how Black Adam's going to come about. But in the end, all we got in Shazam was, like, some type of animation that looked like the rock of the first champion. They don't even refer to him by name or anything. Uh, but then this movie, uh, the, the director of this, actually, I'm a big fan of him, uh, Jean-Colette Serra. So uh, he has primarily made his career directing Liam Neeson movies and the best Liam Neeson movies too. Uh, did you rank did him?
0: Done, did you rank him on I your did, list? I
1: did. I did. I mean, he'd done half of Liam Neeson movies. But, uh, oh, he'd
0: done half of the, Liam. best okay. one. <laughs> Lucky man. There, there's, there's, Which guy. Yeah,
1: Tom Cruise, Liam Neeson. Take your pick. <laughs> Ah, uh, but nonstop, which is I ranked as the number one best Liam Neeson action movie, which is the one on the airplane. Uh, he also did um the commuter, what the, 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 the commuter, airport. the one the one where Liam Neeson's on a train.
0: Uh. <laughs> That's a description of just Liam Neeson movies. Which one's that one? The one on a plane. Ooh. Uh, and then,
1: and sadly, he didn't do. Um, what was a cold pursuit? The one with Liam Neeson in a snowplow. Oh, so <laughs>
0: come on, mate. He, Get he on. wrote
1: the formula of Liam Neeson on a vehicle and then didn't fall through. But he has this great like visual style for these smaller budgeted action movies. Another one he did um, was a shark movie called The Shallows, mm. uh, which Blake Lively and was in that, and a great movie. But he has this really incredible visual style where he makes action more interesting. Like the movie nonstop is Liam Neeson and Julianne Moore on a plane. And it's basically a oh, on. murder mystery. Who needs he anything be, more? Yeah. That's all you
0: need. I'll, I'll <laughs> exactly. build that plane. G'day, I enjoy? But like are you doing? He has this flashy
1: way where so much of the movie is done through like text messages and like PDAs. And he has this flashy way of showing it on the screen. Oh, PDAs. Like has this
0: PDAs. Bring him back. Very,
1: very interesting visual style that I thought, oh, this is going to be great for i can't wait to see what he do with a superhero movie and in the end i feel like his visual style only works when he has budget limitations when he's like how do i make this visually striking and exciting on a 30 million dollar budget you give him 200 million dollars and he's like um i don't know more slow-mo <laughs> and i'm not saying he does a bad job with his movie but it doesn't feel like one of his movies this is a director that i feel like does his best work when he has less money to play with
0: excuse me colin hilding you went through his filmography. You did not mention the iconic 2005 House of Wax starring Alicia Cuthbert and Paris Hilton. Oh, his debut, yeah. I mean, come on. Um, Yeah, look, I've not seen any of his movies outside of this, so I, I can't really comment on that. But it is it's it is an interesting style because, like, it's uh, I it's not a movie that, like, going back to what I said about how you can cut so much out of this, it does get a bit frustrating on a rewatch, but it's still not bad like it's Mm -hmm. there's something about it that kind of works i think we talked about how this is just like a bit of fun like it's sort of throws back to like the comic book movies of old where you just kind of have that and i think i kind of feel this movie should have been released in like 2002 like it just it kind of feels like a movie that's back then and not in this sort of modern era of superhero movies um and it's almost like you could you know re-release this in a certain way and it would be so much better but not to take away from the fact that it's still a good film so i think going back to your point though about the Rock choosing to play Shazam and or Black Adam. And I remember when they announced Shazam and he was announced as Black Adam, that was the thing, right? You, I think you just alluded to that it was, he was meant to be the villain in Shazam. Mm-hmm. And one of the videos I watched about this saying the issues with Black Adam, and it was a solid point. And I wish I can remember the video so I could give them credit for it. Otherwise I would just steal it like I usually do. But it basically said a large problem with this movie is that, it is the main villain, and like we shouldn't have to have a side movie to introduce a villain for us to then want to see them match up. Like it's the, it's about the hero having you know high stakes against a villain to be able to you, you know that because we I mean Shazam villain was great. What's his face? But like if this is meant, oh yeah Savannah, if this is meant to be the the iconic villain of the Shazam universe, you know you want to see this. It's like. Mm-hmm. And I kind of liked that point, and that's kind of maybe where they went a little bit wrong with this. um, You know, have a cameo of The Rock because I think there's like, isn't there a silhouette in Shazam of the Black Adam character that I think we talked about back when we did Shazam? Um, And it'll be interesting to see with Shazam. You know, only weeks away. Like, is there a connection to The Rock? Who knows? Like, maybe there is something. Who knows? But. I don't know, like, I don't know where I'm going with this point. It's just certain things that you could sort of look at now in hindsight and go, oh, this could be better and maybe James Gunn's going to make it all better again. But it's all made perfect by Henry Cavill at the end. I mean. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Which I just want to add to the, again, I had no clue. I know it was spoiled, uh, but I had somehow avoided avoided it. The only thing I think I saw was some post of The Rock posted something to do with Henry Cavill. And I think that was around about the time that Henry Cavill was announced Mm -hmm. as returning. So I didn't put two and two together. I literally was just like, oh, well, the Black black Adam just come out. That makes sense yeah. for the rock to be like congratulations man welcome to the front like absolutely i didn't put two and two together so like, i lost my proverbial shit that was back that- on darth Maul levels of cameo when i saw that
1: yeah that was uh we talked about that in a review episode that you had sent this post to me and i didn't think you'd seen the movie yet so i'm like i don't i don't know if i should respond to this like <laughs> is, does he know that he's in the movie and it was only like a week later when you saw it you're like oh yeah th- so this post was actually real and i'm like yeah i didn't want to say it didn't want to spoil anything but uh, th- there's something that I really pinpointed on this watch. There's several things I pinpointed on this watch where back when we did the review, I'm like, I don't quite know why certain things about this don't work, particularly with the Black Adam character. And I, I, what, three weeks ago now, four weeks ago, I said with Wonder Woman 84, like I'm over what a lot of comic book fans are like, Oh, well, this isn't accurate to the comics. Cause the comics themselves are rebooted and changed so many times. I mean, the Black Adam character has been rebooted and changed so many times that I'm not like so tied to it. Oh, you have to do it this way. Cause in all honesty, this movie is probably one of the most accurate for comic book films that has ever been made, like the origin, the story, even all the characters that are connected. I mean, most of the characters in this movie from Dr. Fate and Hawkman, I mean, they, they tie into Black Adam at different points. Adam Smasher and all that. Um, the, the mother and son, they're very important in the Black Adam universe. So much of this is like straight from the comics, but the Black Adam character started as a villain, was primarily the ultimate villain, the Lex Luthor, the Joker, to shazam and it was really only within the last i'd say 10 15 years where they decided we're gonna reboot it and he's gonna be more of an anti-hero and this movie does that but really weird uh comparison the um did you ever see jack reacher with tom cruise no
0: did not A, hi i'm tom cruise movie. why have you seen my movie <laughs> i'm
1: tom cruise but but that movie was like chris McQuarrie, who now does all the mission impossible movies that was like his return to directing it was only his first major movie he directed. And um, he didn't do the sequel because he was obligated to Mission Possible. I just heard an interview with him where he was saying that the problem with the second Jack Reacher movie that he didn't do was they picked the wrong book. And I was thinking to myself, it's kind of like Black Adam. I'm like, I don't quite know why the second Jack Reacher movie doesn't work the same. And he said the book they based it on was a later book where it's meant to be Jack Reacher out of character. This is different from the Jack Reacher you used to. So in the books, you get that context because it's the 18th one you're reading. You're like, oh, he's changing, you know? But in the movies, yeah, exactly. You, you can't just immediately jump to On a Majesty's Secret Service as the second one or something like that, you know? Uh, and with Jack Reacher, he's like, it, it doesn't make sense to an audience watching the movies because now they just think they're watching a, a completely separate guy in the second movie. And that made me pinpoint this movie is the problem where they decided to go with this whole reboot anti hero Black Adam. But the reason that worked in the comics is because the people who had spent years reading Black Adam, in the comics, We're sort of like, we know him as a villain. So him becoming an anti-hero, it's evolution of the character. Mm. Introducing him as the anti-hero here actually just sort of takes away some of the mystique about him and definitely takes away a lot of like the the power and the viciousness of the character. Whereas I feel like if you had used him, don't even use him in the first Shazam movie, but maybe make him more of a villain here and lead towards something. It it feels like they have condensed a trilogy of Black Adam movies mixed with spinoffs of Shazam, a franchise into one movie and you have this character arc
0: that just is way too quick. It's a solid point, and I think, yeah, it works. Um, because I think, like, the, the issue, too, is, again, maybe this does fit back in 2002 because we're kind of spoiled with choice of heroes. It's kind of the thing, mm-hmm. you know, like, and not just in movies and comic book movies, but, I mean, that's what makes Breaking Bad so good. The Sopranos, like, Dexter, all these kind of TV shows that we've talked about on this show before, and then into movies. Like, it's just... It's what we're used to. Twenty years ago, we didn't really see it. I mean, you did, but you didn't. So, like, that was a unique thing. Whereas now, it's just kind of like, oh, cool. So he's evil, but we kind of meant to root for him. All right, sweet. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And I think this is also the issue with this film too. And we was it last week when we joked about like who's the villain in Black Adam? It's like, oh yeah, Yeah. that guy. guy. (laughs) But even on this rewatch, like I literally forgot when he's like, oh him, he's the villain. Oh yeah. Oh, he turns into the devil. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, like, the thing that I think is also confusing about this film, the Justice Society. Like, mm. what? And I can believe we've got Amanda Wallow in this movie. Like, great. Hey, hey good yeah. how are you doing again? Good to see you. But, like, it's just, it's just, it's odd. Like, is, is this a thing in the comics? you got the Justice League and the Justice Society. Like, it just seems a little bit yeah. poor, Justice Society, a bit demeaning to them. Like, I mean, why aren't they in the what? Justice League?
1: the the interesting thing about is um the justice society came first so Ah, justice league uh, Justice justice society which was i mean characters in this movie the the atom smasher was one of the original ones uh dr fate and hawkman are kind of like the two default ones that are always in the Justice society they were like 20 years before the justice league ever became a thing and the justice league was sort of like we're going to reboot the justice society and they've sort of sporadically brought it back i mean the justice society justice league it's essentially two teams different members um but their involvement in this movie i mean a it comes down to what characters fit with black adam well you've got hawkman who has like this egyptian background which you don't get into in this movie but i said in our review like I- i'm excited i was excited until we realized now it's probably never gonna happen to, to get to the hawkman movie because they're setting it up and dr fate who's this archaeologist and has like the magic helmet you know, these characters go back now, what, 80 years, and they just naturally fit with Black Adam. Black Adam and the Justice Society did have involvements, again, very late in the comic runs, because there was history as him as a villain. But doing it in this movie, it's sort of like, okay, so you're all together here, and I get the characters fit, but, like, when did the Justice Society become a thing? I kind of... It's, it's all an off-screen thing, because, like, the Justice League, based on the Justice League movies, have no involvement with Amanda Waller. And my assumption in this universe is... She wanted her own Justice League but had no control over the others. So she's like, okay, I'm going to get these people. But then that actually becomes a problem when you get to the end of the movie and you realize Henry Cavill's there. He's like, so what? They're yeah. under Amanda
0: Waller's control. Why would they associate with this yeah, woman? And that's where it's confusing for idiots like me who don't read the comics because, like, I remember when you watch this, and, like, Justice Society, like, is this just a cheap version? And then it's kind of like, I like Amanda Waller's role It's kind of like this – I mean, what is the organization that she is the head of? Like, that kind of puts teams together. Is she just the coach of the NHL? I don't know.
1: <laughs> but, like, she's <laughs> Gary the Bat- Gary Batman of the MCU. She is. She <laughs>
0: is the MCU. commissioner of Superhero. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a woman. And now to present the Stanley Cup,
2: Viola Davis.
0: Uh, I'd watch that. Oh, what a, what a presentation that would be. Oh, he got winner. Viola yep. Davis with the Stanley Cup to Austin Matthews after Toronto Maple Leafs finally breakthrough. Yay, Viola. Um, <laughs> But, like, it is confusing because it's like, okay, Justice Society, fine, and that makes sense what you do. But, like, honestly, people like me who don't know any of this, it's like, huh, Justice Society, isn't there a Justice League? Like, it's not like Mm -hmm. we've got the B-Vengers in the the Marvel uh, franchise. Like but like explain it, like all you need is a line. Like we are the justice society. We are the feeder team to the justice league. If you do well in the justice society, you will get promoted to the A's (laughs) Uh, run by Amanda Waller, who has the suicide squad and the justice society. She has two teams. She's a great commissioner. I like, I don't know. Like it just, it is confusing.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. One line that like, I like my idea and I feel like that's kind of what they're going with. Like I don't have control of the justice league. So I'm going to create my own thing. Just have her say that. You know, yes. oh, I've got my own team. You know, the, the, oh, I can't call Batman a Superman, but don't worry, I've got my own team I'm working on, you know? Uh, but you also get that there's this background between Dr. Fate and Hawkman, which, I mean, these are two characters who can basically live forever if they want to. So maybe they've been friends for a very, very long time, but has the Justice Society been around this long? Like the Justice yeah. League? steal their name from the just you don't know
0: yeah they're um, rivals like i mean is it kind of like the xfl and nfl like I mean, yeah. <laughs> like i mean what what is this are they, are they gonna merge um like i want to know more they're, they're, they're the wcw to wwf <laughs> yeah exactly like you know superman gets jack of the justice league so he ter- joins the rivals like i mean come yeah. on shallow this like, too i want more references in the league and the thing and the blah blah like that's... We we got The Rock. Yeah, well, we got Bill Goldberg as Santa Claus. Yes. <laughs> so that's what I want. <laughs> exactly. Like how's Hulk Hogan? What's he, <laughs> he, what's he doing there?
1: Uh, before we actually jump in the movie, I just wanted to get this out of the way here. Jamie ranked the men, as you can oh. imagine. What's he going to rank
0: the women? So sexist,
1: Jamie. Well, it's all
2: about you, the men.
1: You, uh, well, let me get to that, okay? So um, she, by the time the movie is over, had already forgotten. She's like, okay, so which guys were in this movie? So I'm like, okay, there's The Rock. Then there's Pierce Brosnan. I love Jeffy. Like, who he again? Tom <laughs> was a rock. That guy, seen him before. Why, why does the face look so familiar? But uh, basically, she said, uh, I, I gave her, okay, these are the guys in the movie. There's The Rock, there's Pierce Brosnan, there's Hawkman, there's The Atom Smasher. Um, and then she's like, okay, so Henry Cavill's number one. I'm like, what, wait, wait, I didn't give you Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill's in two seconds of the movie. I know, but he's number one, okay? That's a good <laughs> two seconds. Says, you only
0: need two seconds sometimes.
1: Then she says Hawkman. She she's a fan of Hawkman. She likes yeah. all this Yeah. Um and it. then she's then she's like, "Then I would say a tie between Pierce Brosnan and The Rock." What? And I said, "So you're saying Pierce Brosnan over The Rock?" She goes, "No. You can quote me on this. A tie. But finally some victory." She said she liked Pierce Brosnan in Remington Steel. She's like, "He's okay in uh, James Bond, but she said from that Eurovision movie on, he's officially hot now." So apparently Pierce Brosnan has aged better than anybody since Sean Connery. I, then but, she put the Atom uh, Smasher. But he, here's here's the the final part, right? So she ranks these guys, and then she says, but for the record, Viola Davis, I would rank her above Pierce Brosnan and The Rock. So Viola Davis ooh. is officially in her top half of the men uh. <laughs> slash women of this film.
0: Sorry, just quickly, I thought Jimmy Carter had died, but apparently he's uh, trending <laughs> because he, he got on a commercial flight. He's flying economy. And literally is walking through the cabin of the plane, shaking every person's hand. What a man! <laughs> like that. Like, come on, that's my president right there. What an incredible man that he's, guy is. He's
1: probably he's got his hammer and his nails, and he's building that that cabin
0: right now. <laughs> he's still campaigning. He's going for a run. Uh, he's <laughs> he's taking over Biden. Oh, he's he's eighty. I'm like ninety-seven. Yeah. I'm still running again. <laughs> um, <laughs> Biden's gonna die before I will. <laughs> but like, I mean. The Rock's a good-looking guy, let's be honest. But, like, he's got, like, the thing that freaks me out about The Rock is the the neck, the upper body in his head. Like, it's just kind of he's got this weird out of – he doesn't look human from the neck up. Yeah. It's scary, right?
1: That's like uh, another wrestler. Are you familiar with Kurt Angle?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Olympic yeah. gold medalist, Kurt, Ang- Kurt Angle.
1: Olympic gold medalist, yeah, with, with a broken freaking neck, too. Uh, Kurt Angle has that same, like – massive neck like like the neck is bigger than the head somehow, you know.
0: <laughs> Which is just like I don't know. Whereas like Pierce is just like, come on, Jamie. I mean I know she married you. Pierce is number one. But Vi, Vi-, and Vi-, Vi-
1: yeah, yeah, yeah She's on level, yeah. I mean that's a three Pierce is number one though. Yeah. That's an um, intelligent threesome,
0: you wouldn't be there for the Ooh. sex. She'd be there to talk.
1: Well with the rock I mean it's the rock oh, not the rock that's the dumb okay, okay. sex so so I'm Pierce talking about Violet Davis and yeah. Pierce. <laughs> that's a
0: conversation piece right there. I'll Pierce, play with you, Pierce. Oscar. Talk to me about Bond.
1: Pierce, what uh, what Bond girl do you think Bi- Viola Davis could play if they did a biopic?
0: Shirley Bassey. Okay. I agree, Unique yes. casting, but um, <laughs> we'll go with it. It's 2023. Why not?
1: Uh, so let's jump into the movie here. I honestly don't oh, think- Oh, to clarify, sorry, Jimmy Carter were. is not dead. He's not dead, yes. Well, yet. Um,
0: he will and, die and- one day.
1: He also would be tied with Pierce Brosnan and The Rock as far as handsomeness goes.
0: Jimmy Carter uh, <laughs> or Gerald Ford on a date? Oh,
1: I mean, <laughs> you know, you know, Gerald Ford's going to give you more of a laugh, but is it the laugh you want? <laughs> I'd be,
0: I'd be doing it to hang out with Betty. She'd give you some good party pills.
1: <laughs> did, uh, did, did Gerald Ford cameo as himself on The Simpsons? Because that's got to be the greatest presidential cameo. Was it ever. Gerald Ford? Was it? Yeah, it's like, do you like pizza? Do oh, you like yeah. beer? Let's come over and watch the television and
0: eat some pizza and beer. Gerald Ford, you could hang out with Aaron Eckhart because he played him on that First Lady show. So. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, did he? That's that's that's, like Roger a woman.
1: Well, excited Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, there's a man.
0: Yeah. Why don't we do an Aaron Eckhart? I mean, a movie we could do him as well. (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever seen that movie? Uh, Thank you for smoking. Good movie.
1: No, that was a Jason Reitman
0: movie, right? Yeah, it was Aaron Eckhart. That's yeah, I never saw. Really good movie recommend it
1: um all right so into this movie so we start off with a kid narrating now i still don't know which kid this movie does a good job of surprising you with the twist of like the the kid like the the rocks kid in this movie and all that but i don't know if this is supposed to be the rocks kid the black adam's son narrating or if this is supposed to be the kid kid from the movie
0: i the... thought it was the little kid kid little billy baxter middle eastern middle i thought that's 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 what i thought but I'm yeah, so it could
1: be. He he did know the history, I guess. But he's going through the history about uh, Kandak. So this is the the nation, the fictional nation um, of the Black Adam universe. We got all the flashbacks. So he explains the king is a complete tyrant. He decided to forge this crown, the crown of Sabak, And Sabak is the demon that he turns into at the end of the movie. Um, we have slaves who are digging for Eternium. Now, like, can somebody come up with a not-so-cheesy name? We have vibranium <laughs> eternium and unobtainium because yeah, <laughs> like, the
0: avatar one unobtainium like fuck off
1: yeah just call uh, it like what's...
0: steel like i mean just use a real element yeah.
1: like you know steel is not going to give you magic powers but call it uh, eternal steel or something i don't know talk, talk <laughs> oh, to yum. talk to
0: fucking clark kent about that colin man of steel he's got superpowers
1: man of steel and eight uh Steel-ium. Um, yeah <laughs> on, on, on a on a vibranium Give up, Colin, move on move on um <laughs> anyway so jimmy he's trying carter. to form this crowd jimmy carter is not dead everyone um, <laughs> right, does an
0: update jimmy carter not dead uh so
1: you get uh during the slave digging you get the kid who we're gonna find out later is um not black Adam. although this beginning part of the movie is make you believe this is young black adam that he would still be a kid like billy batson when he transforms out uh, and an old man has the eternium, unobtainium, vibranium, <laughs> kryptonidium, and he's trying the to pocket it.
2: Blue
0: Zoolander.
1: <laughs> he's trying to pocket it, so the kid's like, "No, no, no, that's theft. No. Let's go turn it into the authorities." <laughs> so they turn it in, and the guy's like, "Thank you for this, old man." Stabs him in the heart.
0: <laughs> vicious. That's how a the- workforce should work, by the way. That gets exactly, shit done. Yeah. Puts fear into the workers. <laughs> if you don't do your work, you get stabbed and thrown off a cliff. That's, that's how it is at my job.
1: If that's that's the only reason I'm still on the Oz Network. Exactly.
0: <laughs> that's that's I'm know a tyrant it. on this show. What do you mean you're not available? <laughs> that's why we haven't heard from James Pickering in like five years.
1: <laughs> you notice that uh, Nick hasn't been heard from since the Breaking Bad ended. Ben exactly. stabbed him in the chest.
0: Yeah, remember that guy that used to do the Survivor New Zealand recaps? I can't remember his name. Dead.
1: Like, this is cuz you don't like honor magic crew service.
2: Remember Joppy? Dead.
0: That Norwegian guy?
2: Joppy? Yeah, Joppy.
0: Remember Joppy? <laughs> Bring back Joppy. Where's Joppy? What a guy. Um,
1: so, yeah, the, the kid then is trying to start a rebellion. He does the hand symbol which looks like <laughs> the diamond cutter of, you know, Princess Diamond Laya. Dallas Page. <laughs> is a slayer here. He's trying to start a rebellion so like, "No, no, no, kid. No rebellions on our watch." Uh so they decide to execute him publicly. And he disappears as soon as they're executing him. Now we get Jaiman Hunsu returning
0: Yay!
1: one character tying Shazam and Black Adam together. And he decides to give this kid the power of uh Shazam or whatever. Although I don't know if it's this scene or later on, they run through like instead of like the, the strength of Hercules and Atlas, it's like all these other gods or whatever. They're using different gods in this movie. So he gives him the power. Uh the champion then comes in, and just as they've completed the the crown. The palace oh, is the, completely destroyed.
0: The crown—that's they, so—that's the crown. It's a Netflix show. Like exactly, everyone, yeah. we've invented this show. It's called the crown. Oh,
1: quick, put it on! No,
0: city destroyed.
1: Stabs Olivia <laughs> Colman in the heart.
0: Oh, finally, <laughs> this is for stealing Glenn Close's exactly. Oscar. Exactly, you deserve it, Olivia. Give Glenn an Oscar.
1: Oh, oh, I'm I'm excited for a movie coming up. We're going to talk about Olivia Colman. Um, oh, is Glenn anyways. Close. In? <laughs>
2: Still but uh, that the shit.
1: whole. The whole palace is destroyed. The crown is hidden and the champion just vanished. So they flash forward to present day. And here we get, uh, smashing pumpkins, bullet with butterfly ah, wings. One of
0: like three songs. Of this movie. Oh, no, no, hey, you know, no, no. Great song.
1: I, I, you know, I've had periods where I didn't mind oh, the smashing pumpkins. You some and tampons. Had... <laughs> tampons or bats. Colin. This is very open of you to like, admit on the air. <laughs> I like
0: to go all oh, natural, just a paper towel. underneath. <laughs> jamie pass me the paper towel would you why i got my period again well at least you're not pregnant Oh, silver lining Uh, colin admits the truth on the oz network it's about time
1: speaking of blood the world is a vampire (laughs) um and uh get away from billy corgan (laughs) there's uh there's periods where the smash pop feels like incredibly pretentious and periods where i'm like oh they're not bad This song, though, I swear for like 20 years, I could anytime this song came on the radio, I'm like, skip it, skip it, just because it might be the most overplayed song in the history of music. And it was only like, I think it was when this movie came out, and I'm listening to it, you know, in whole almost. And I'm like, wow, I forgot how good this song is. And I really haven't stopped listening to it since Black Adam came out now.
0: Yeah. So this, my sister's favorite band is the Smashing Pumpkins. So all growing up, all I ever heard was the Smashing Pumpkins. And it always just reminds me of Bowfinger, of course. But like, I, um, this is a good song. And it is kind of like, it's one of those things where I think, do you not feel the Smashing they have just been forgotten about? They're kind of like the yeah. ER of music. Like yeah. so big in the 90s, you couldn't escape yeah. them, like the biggest thing around. And then 20, 30 years goes past, people goes, oh, I remember ER. And people are like, oh, I remember yeah. the smashing pumpkins? Like, I mean, it's just kind of and then you hear some of their songs. Like, that's a that's a great comparison. That might be the best comparison I've ever done. The ER kind of music. like ER. <laughs> it's kind of like ER, but music. There's no doctors. I remember when Billy didn't Billy Corgan write a book on poetry? That was pretty shit. Um Did you
1: know that Billy Corgan um is a wrestling promoter?
0: I was about to say Did he get the rock. No, I didn't. Wow. There,
1: there is um there's the rival company to WWE for years was this company called TNA. And oh, yeah. he was like the main guy, and he tried to buy it. Somebody bought it out from under It's actually a Winnipeg company bought it out from under him. And now he runs another wrestling company, the NWA. Huh. Uh, so he, he literally splits his time it. now between yeah. Smashing Pumpkins and running wrestling companies. He's a huge wrestling fan. Just,
2: How
0: come Billy Corgan's not in this movie? Also just want to point out, um, it is 2023, and still Billy Corgan has never smiled. Um, <laughs> if you literally look at every photo of this man, he just looks like he is so stunned and bored to be there. He literally is like, oh, I'm here. That's what
1: that zero shirt means. Zero smiles. Yeah, like zero just, happiness.
0: Somebody give Billy Corgan a hug if you see him. <laughs> hug him. Like <laughs> Billy. Billy Corgan a hug. That's all he wants. He's never been hugged. Billy never been. You know that movie, Never Been Kissed, Never Been Hugged, starring Billy Corgan. He just looks so sad. He's just never smiling.
1: You know what? I always uh, associate Smashing Pumpkins, <laughs> aside from their music, the movie Bowfinger, where yeah, Heather Graham's I just, I just asking, said like, that, Steve Colin. Earth,
0: you don't listen to me, do you? Did you say it? What did I you said say it? it always reminds me of the, uh, Bowfinger.
1: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Okay. So the scene in Bowfinger where it's like, Sma- do you like Smashing Pumpkins? Are you kidding? I love to do
0: yeah. that. Uh- <laughs> also, just breaking news, just by Googling Billy Corgan, one of the headlines comes up. That says Billy Corgan says he's not Taylor Swift's father. Well I'm glad we've cleared that up.
1: <laughs> and you know what? In good news, Billy Corgan found out that somebody just googled him in twenty twenty three and he's finally smiled. Oh we are got a text.
0: Oh. Oh,
2: oh
1: Billy Corgan. Thank you for the shout out on the Oz Network. You guys. Googled
2: me?
0: Question mark. <laughs> Anyways, the song playing as Kid Vampire. (laughs) It's really. Can I just honestly say it is an odd choice, though, because it's not like this is. Like, if this was Captain Marvel set in the 90s, whatever, but like, it's not like this movie is. You know, was it Iron Man 2 had the ACD soundtrack, right? And like, you know, you kind of have a movie where it's got a certain soundtrack. It's not like this movie is filled with '90s grunge. It's just like, yeah. hey, here's "The World Is a Vampire" by the Smashing Pumpkins. And next we have Paint it Black" in like an you know twenty minutes. I'm like, it's it's kind of such an odd. I like it. I'm not saying I dislike yeah, it. Th- it fits the scene, but it's so odd that this song yeah. is being played. Because I remember when this song came up, you're like, wow, nobody's played bullet with butterfly wings in
1: 25 years. So this is probably the theme of the soundtrack. You know, you're expecting this James Gunn style soundtrack. And instead you get baby come back as the next song that's going to be played. You know, it's it's weird, but uh, but it does really fit. We talked about this even in the review, how well this fits the scene of this, this kid skateboarding through all the streets. And they explain this, this gang intergang, which is like straight from the comics, the the uh, force or whatever. Now, interesting. I kind of watched this movie. I'm like, how do they have all this technology? Like, this, this inter-gang who basically sees control of this country, Kandak. Like, how do they have all this technology? Um, but apparently there were, you know, uh, uh, deleted subplots here about how they got it. I'll have to see if I can find that again. But uh, there was more in this movie that eventually came out. Um, and uh, this kid is basically... Skateboarding right into a guard as he's stopping Uncle, what's his name? Um, let's give this guy a name. Uh, Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Baby ben. Come Back. Uncle Ben. And Uncle Ben. <laughs> what's the band who does Baby Come Back?
0: Um, Player. The esteemed okay. Uncle, band Player. So this player. is Uncle Player. Yeah. Uncle, Uncle player, player
1: here. <laughs> so Uncle Player is uh, basically trying to get past this checkpoint. The kid bumps into the guard, his comics spill everywhere. Now what's great here is it's not just comics. Like these are actual comics. Like I'm looking, I own that one. (laughs) Like these are legit. You see the DC comics logo in the top corner of like Aquaman and Wonder Woman and stuff. Uh, There's a Batman one in there. So they're using actual comics in this universe. Uh, And this is all just a diversion so they could get past the checkpoint and they get past the checkpoint. And you see that uh, kid Amon here, his mom, Adriana is in here. Now, both the kid and the mom, I said we're straight from the comics. These are characters that, uh, again, have been around for a long time, but uh, the, the mother is supposed to be um, uh, Isis, who's a DC Comics character. Or
0: like, Isis? That's a bit of a stretch. I, <laughs> I mean, but, like, you know, she, just because she's Middle Eastern, Colin, doesn't mean she's part of a terrorist. <laughs> or a racist? What is a kid well, Al-Qaeda? What are you going to say? Well, he's,
1: <laughs> he's Osiris. Uh, so he's also Isis. <laughs> I guess just o- Osiris. Jeez, I thought
0: Noah was a racist one on this show. <laughs> that woman?
1: Isis. But they, in the comics, she becomes the love interest of The Rock. But there's an interesting the point rock? in this movie, well, Black Adam, but there's an interesting point in this movie where I'm like, I wonder if they were going to explore that because this would have gone in a different direction. Um, so she's basically being smuggled across the board here. So obviously we know that she's she's bad news. Of course and, she, She's ISIS. Uh, she's ISIS, yeah. <laughs> and I had mentioned on the review, this actress, most people don't know who she is, Sarah Shawi. She was on the first season of Alias. And... She her, she was honestly one of the best characters on that first season. The only problem was she was essentially paired up with Bradley Cooper, who was by far the least popular character on that season. And they quickly wrote her out and changed Bradley Cooper's character. So, and I always watch Alias. I'm like, man, whatever happened to this lady? She was like, great. She was so funny and so charismatic. And here she's popped up again 20 years later in Black Adam and has subsequently been dismissed from the DCEU along with everybody else. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, her brother is uh, uncle player here who's driving the car, and they have this little back-and-forth thing with um, the talking about what they inherited. She inherited this necklace, and is like, all I inherited is a sweater and this van in a bald spot. Um, and then they they go in the middle of the desert. They climb a the mountain. Uncle Player stays behind, listening to, Baby,
2: come back, baby, come back.
1: Baby, come back. This guy's great. Uh, he's like the comic relief for this movie, but he's not like so – I like the comedy in this movie because it's not so obvious like so many other movies, you know? uh and i mean especially i guess if you're in the shazam universe the shazam comedy is like zachary levi it is like stand-up comedy you know and this is a lot more subtle but this guy's the funniest thing in the movie everybody else goes into the mountain they're they're doing some tomb raiding here so adrian is in there Angelina's in here and we're just gonna call angelina for the rest of the movie instead of adrian (laughs) angelina here and um uh, samir and ishmael and there's a nice little
0: (laughs) moby dick that is?
1: Yeah. Um yeah, it is Moby Dick, you're right.
0: Call me a uh, Look at me knowing that nobody... literature.
1: Well, that's the book that not even people who read books can ever finish. Like I tried reading Moby Dick and it's it's a challenge. Was there a uh, Patrick
0: Stewart TV series where he was um fighting I remember the ads for it on TV it was like oh, Patrick Stewart in Moby smell, Dick yeah. it was like, Call me a show. I'm Patrick Stewart.
1: Oh, this, he should have played the whale. Oh, that would have been great. Oh,
0: Brendan Fraser.
1: Patrick Stewart as the whale. <laughs> <laughs> just have Brendan's face on the whale with Patrick Stewart. <laughs> with <the moon. laughs>
0: I'm Patrick Stewart. Hello, Brendan. How are you?
1: I'm oh, Patrick Stewart. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a
0: funny bit on uh, one of John Mulaney's stand-ups when he's like talking about hosting Saturday Night Live, and he said one of his favorite memories was when Patrick Stewart was hosting it and the way he introduces salt and pepper, he's like, now we have salt and pepper. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like he was surprised that pepper showed up. It's like all they, they came to him like two seconds beforehand. of like, it's only salt. And then pepper showed up at the last minute. And he's like, salt and pepper.
2: <laughs> I gotta funny. find that. <laughs> yeah. I'll try and find it. Um,
0: send you the link.
1: So, uh, yeah, they're doing some tomb raiding here, looking for the crown. And this is the nice swerve that they have in this uh, movie that, One thing I guess that Jean-Claude Sarah does really well with like his visual style is kind of surprising the audience. Like this is what's so great about that Liam Neeson movie nonstop is that you honestly can't even figure out what's going on. Like you keep guessing and thinking you figured it out. And it's a little thing here, but the way that like, oh, where's Samir? And you think that Samir is the one who's, oh, he's the bad guy. And it turns out to be Ishmael. You get the body dropping, but you're thinking, oh, they just said, where's Ishmael? And then the body drops. You're like, oh, Ishmael's dead. And then all of a sudden when she finds the crown and Ishmael steals it, you're like, no, it was actually Samir who died. Not that Ben can tell the difference between these guys anyways, right? Um, (laughs) We know Noah definitely wouldn't be able to. Uh, But obviously he's the bad guy. And this is where the movie struggles because Ishmael is the villain of this movie. But like they're only going to reveal who he is. It was very Wonder Woman. I think that Wonder Woman, the original one, did this a lot better because they had – henchmen to fight along the way. You know, he had like Dr. Poison or whatever. And then the the reveal of David Thewlis or whatever is Ares so late in the movie is the exact same thing they do here. But like this Ishmael guy is nobody through most of this movie. You you have a million henchmen. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's nothing distinctive about him. It's not like anybody's taking orders from him. He's just another guy. And um, he's obviously going to become the ultimate villain, but you don't really get it here. You're just like, oh, he's bad. He's trying to steal the crown because um, I was confused
0: because, like, sorry to interrupt. Like, I, like, I the whole time watching this didn't even assume. Like, I, I honestly thought Pierce Brosnan was going to be the villain. Like, I honestly thought, like, through some of the stuff you get in the middle of this film, like, you're like, oh, Pierce is going to be the villain. Like, I just, I, that's just what I thought because it's sort of is confusing. And you got this guy, then the Rock's sort of evil. Then you got the Justice Society, and it's like, it's like, huh? what? Like, this is definitely a problem with the movie where it's like, I feel it's confusing. And then the obviousness of this villain who's just so unmemorable. He's got to be the yeah. l- most unmemorable villain in the DCEU
1: yeah and this is I think one of the issues with the movie just them saying we're going to do a Black Adam standalone film and we're going to make him kind of the anti-hero right away is that your hands are tied Mm. you can't have an actual villain because the stronger your villain is then the more Black Adam is an obvious hero and they obviously didn't want to completely go in that direction so they had to have a completely forgettable villain so Black Adam's always kind of questionable and then having Dr. Fate, and they're like, Dr. Fate is in the comics, you know, a hero. But he's a hero that's like, this guy's scary, you know? Uh, Hawkman, definitely more of a hero. But uh, with Dr. Fate, I I think that they they intentionally chose to have him in this movie because there's a little bit of that more, like, he's got more morals, but he's so all-powerful that's it's like, well, what if he is corrupted? Like, the whole thing about the helmet, like, it can take over your mind. That's a lot of what Dr. Fate's character is. But deciding to make this a standalone blackout movie to introduce him they were really stuck with what I, I tried to think, like, what could they have done? Could they have used a bigger villain? I'm like, no, because then that kind of makes the movie worse. So in a weird way, having this forgettable villain is probably the best thing they could have done for a movie. It's just the movie is the problem, not the villain, you know?
0: Yeah. No, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, it's, it's kind of like Joker. Like, I guess like, you know, you, he's the villain. So yeah, mm-hmm. when it's a movie about the villain, uh, I mean, Suicide Squad, I mean, they're villains technically, aren't they? Yeah. So, um, yeah i don't know but it's just who is this guy like
1: <laughs> this, this actor i mean the actor is forgettable too that's a, yeah. the other problem you know yeah. like what well, i think that's one of the other differences with wonder woman It's like david Thulis is an incredible actor yeah so you're going to remember him before he's aries or before you realize he's aries and everything else um uh, but uh basically this crown starts floating so there's something magical about it uh, you have a shootout um the the angelina here has the crown uh, they've kidnapped the brother, uh, uncle, player here, and he's no longer, baby, come back. No, it's like,
0: sister, save me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they are
0: going to kill me. Baby, I'm <laughs> dead. I got yeah. shot in the stomach. Oh, not yet. Too soon. Not from me,
2: electricity.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: Uh, but uh, th- this, I like this moment because I actually do, even on the second viewing, I'm questioning it when, He's like, well, I'm gonna give you the count of three, three, two, one. or I think it's even like a countdown for five or whatever. And it gets down to one. I'm like, was she just gonna let him die? And then th- th- he has that hilarious line where it's like, you let them get to one. Yeah. <laughs> she
0: comes <and> <laughs> That'd be him. me. I'd be like, you let them get to <laughs> one? Hello.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh so um they're gonna kill them anyways. They've given the crown up. Uh she sees this emblem on the ground which matches her necklace. And she's like, oh, let me stick my necklace in here and say the word Shazam. Like, she's obviously supposed to be some historian, so she knows it's going to happen here. But uh, this uh, necklace, so this is one of the trivia things I read. This necklace is apparently like the family emblem that you see at another point in the movie of Black Adam or Teth Adam's family, which is supposed to imply she's a descendant of him. So it's like, if they were to follow the comics to make this a love story, is he sleeping with his, like, great niece here or something? (laughs) Is she supposed in, to be in related? Tasmania.
0: We call that a Tuesday. So I don't see the issue.
1: <laughs> that was Ben's Tinder date last night. It oh, was. you're my cousin. Yeah. Same, same family name. Same family. Well, look, there's a picture of you with my dad. Yeah. Okay. Fine.
0: Yeah. Exactly. When are you available? Exactly. And it turns other- me on more. I'm like, Oh, all right. Perfect match. <laughs> it's called, it's called uh- Tasmanian Tinder. <laughs> it's, it's actually, you know what Tasmanian Tinder is called? Ancestry.com. <laughs> now that's a good joke. That's funny.
2: That is, that is good. Well, no,
0: not no, that one. <laughs> That's the one I want.
1: <laughs> uh, first and only time I'm ever going to say this a podcast. Props to Ben Waterworth.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. That's um. I, I might need to start my own stand up career.
1: <laughs> like... no, you, uh, you had a good joke for the first time in who knows how long. Wow. And then you butchered
0: it with wah <laughs> <laughs> I know. Shall we try that again? What do you call Tasmania Tinder? Ancestry.com. There and we'll go. edit that out. No, no we won't. <laughs>
1: Uh, anyway, so this is where Black Adam appears for the first time. He has this attack. You got the helicopters outside. Um, and there there's a great shot here where you get these explosions and then just that sudden moment of like it's it honestly gives you a bit of a jump scare where the the, the pilot or whatever just looks and Black Adam's just suddenly at his window. You're like, oh, whoa, oh, where'd that? Oh go my go? god, it's a rock! Ah! ah! the rock! <laughs> he's gonna lay the smack down. <laughs> I smell what he's cooking. Ah! <laughs>
0: You think that when he's, like, cooking dinner for his wife, he just goes, hey, hey, honey, you smell what I'm cooking?
2: <laughs> 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 I was up here,
0: and then straight away I'm down here. <laughs> uh, your head, Waterworth. I know. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: and this is where we get Paint It Black uh, oh, playing, and then and th- this sequence, I mean, I think because it's early in the movie, the slow motion, it- it's not quite too much yet, you know? Uh, and also the fact that we're seeing that like, this is all powerful Black Adam, and this is what I want out of the character. I still think there's a way to do this as a solo movie. And there's a few things that I kind of noticed watching this. Do this as a solo movie and not sacrifice him still being very questionable. Because by the end of this movie, you're like, oh, he's the hero. Uh, and you shouldn't feel that way at the end of this movie. You should be like, oh, I still don't know about this guy. Uh, but the way he's just like slaughtering people here. I mean, this is vicious. This is what Black Adam's supposed to be. I just wish it lasted longer in the movie. Uh, we get uh, the the shot which was in all the trailers, where after he attacks these helicopters or whatever, you've got uh, Angelina and Uncle uh, Player here, <laughs> and the rocks there, and they just slowly rolling up the window. Uh, the rocket fires. He catch the rock catches the rocket, <laughs> and then toss it out. Now, of course, he sees this blue glow. So these rockets are made from Eternium. So, oh no, they've got weapons that can hurt him. If only they had bothered to follow up on that in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> why is this, this is part of the opening sequence? He's like weapons that can harm me and they never use them. Like, why is this even in the movie still?
0: Which is like, if they had kryptonite, they would never be able to like, if we talked about in Justice League the other week. Well, why don't they just use kryptonite against him? But yeah. Yeah. Cause like, here's the thing. Like, is that fully explained that this attorney can hurt him? Like, is yeah. It, is like, it? Well- well, the, only at the end of the
1: movie where there's like that gate that Ishmael right. had made and it sort of weakens him or whatever as he's trying to save.
0: Well, there you go. Little... Literally explain that at the beginning of the movie then and be like, oh, this is like he's kryptonite. Like like when him and Henry Cavill made it in, you and I aren't so different. We have one thing that can like weaken us, you know, like.
1: Well, and I, I've got a, a nephew. I mean, um, not the one who's been on this. Oh, well, yeah. I think he's been on this podcast once. But my, my youngest nephew, he's, I think, 13 now, I think. Yeah, he's 13. So. He didn't want to see this movie because he says he hates overpowered superheroes. So he wants no part of the Green Lantern, no part of Captain Marvel, no part of Black Adam, no part of Superman, because he's like, well, they have too much powers. like there's nothing to it. This movie solved that problem. You have a movie where Black Adam can get hurt and you don't bother use it until there's one moment at the end, which still isn't fully explained. Uh, it's just totally dropped the ball here. Uh, I like, though, after he's knocked out and he's just pulsing with electricity and Angelina and uh, Uncle Player here are like, all right, you grab him. You're the electrician, you grab. <laughs> First drop sign here that he's an electrician. We find out that Ishmael is still alive. Oh, boy, we would have forgotten this guy had they not told us he was alive. Yep. Uh, and then we get introduced to Amanda Waller and Hawkman and the Justice Society's intro here. So I'll kind of go through their intro here before we break. Uh, the, the characters, I don't know whether this was a mistake or not now. One of the backstories here is that um the, the there are two other characters who are supposed to be in the Just Society instead of this girl Cyclone. It was going to be Star Girl, who is one of the original Just Society members, and there was even a DC show Stargirl, which is the only one I haven't seen, um, that, that ran for a couple of years recently. And then Hawk Girl, which, you know, is ties to Hawk Man. And they decided to, instead of though using those two characters, use just Cyclone, which I'm not really familiar with Cyclone. I kind of I'm familiar with the name Red Tornado, which they say she's a descendant of the Red Tornado. But when she shows up at the gate and it says her name, it says her name there. I can't remember what, what's the character's name. Like we'll call her Judy. What are
0: we going to call her?
1: Um, Maxine. So she's uh, Maxine.
0: Maxine. So she looks like a Bridget to me in a diary. It says
1: it says Maxine Hunkel, and Hunkle. then it says in brackets <laughs> Red Red Tornado. So was it post production when they decided she was going to be called the Cyclone instead because? There's a shot in this movie where she shows up and it says her name is Red Tornado, and then they immediately have a voiceover saying, "Her, she's the granddaughter or whatever of the Red Tornado," but she calls herself Cyclone. I'm like, okay, so then go back in post production and change it
0: to in brackets say Cyclone, not Red Tornado. It's confusing. I didn't even notice that. Is this I, I noticed is that Henry Winkler is like uh... yeah, and Henry <laughs> Winkler
1: here for the the Adam's fashion because the Adam Smasher, Smasher, I guess as well. Again, I'm not that familiar with Adam Smasher, but one of the original uh characters from the Justice Society and they're doing two things here with the two young characters. They're like, oh, my grandfather or grandmother lent me their suit. And we get the Henry Winkler cameo here, which is like, I'm sure everybody recognizes Henry Winkler, but like, are there a lot of people who are like, oh, Henry Winkler? Yeah, I always wanted him to be a superhero. Like it's it's a weird actor to be the original superhero. You use some throw a cameo in here of Mickey Rourke or <laughs> somebody that you like envision as a superhero, but it's know, Henry the, Winkler. The
0: Fonz was cool. Um, third watches Henry Winkler, of course. Um, I, I
1: love Henry Winkler, but it's like, it is sort of like, oh, look, it's Henry Winkler. I'm like, so is he a superhero? Like it, Michael Douglas in, in Ant Man, you're mm. like, oh, wow, Michael Douglas is a superhero. I want to see that. I don't know if I want to see Henry Winkler. As Jumped a
0: over a shark? <laughs> he did, yes. So, you know, I guess he is a Did superhero. Michael Douglas ever jump over a shark, Colin? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, he got
1: what mouth cancer from his wife?
0: <laughs> well, I would get mouth cancer if it was from Catherine Cedar jones um, <laughs> and Henry Winkler. I would um, Henry. I would Henry. get Henry. mouth cancer. I just thought Henry Winkler was dead, to be completely honest. But um, I
1: mean. now you know better. Uh, and then, of course, the the man of the hour, Doctor Fate, introduced. Oh. He gets the biggest introduction. Um, and and this is he nails everything with this character. Like the way that the character is written is perfect for this movie. The way he plays it is perfect. You get him having flashes of what's going to happen, obviously, later in the movie with, like, the whole play on the death. Oh, who's the one who dies or whatever? And I just love this ki- this limo driver or whatever. It's like, sir, we're here. Oh, I must have been off staring again. How long was it? 30 minutes. Well, next time, just honk the horn. <laughs> just imagine. <laughs> he gets there and it's like, sir, sir, and he's just staring off at his for 30 but minutes. But
0: this isn't, again, him acting. This is Pierce just going, like, what am I doing? Where yeah, exactly. you <laughs> uh, Halle Berry? Uh, <laughs> where's Judy Dench? <laughs>
1: Uh, and basically, our two young characters are just sort of initiated here. You know, Hawkman and uh, Dr. Fate will kind of show you the ways of the Justice Society. Uh, the the jet that's introduced here, they mentioned it's made of Nth Metal, which is the metal from Hawkman's home world, uh, which is the same thing as Wings are made of. It's basically just the introducing the character. Um, so, uh, Justice Society's here, and the Atom Smasher really likes snacks. Uh, so, him and, him and Cyclone bond over a granola bar. And break there.
0: Yeah. Like one thing I'll say about these characters, characters, I sound like Timothy Dalton, um, is they're like the side, the justice side outside of Hawkman. They're not really that memorable. Like I always forget that this guy that can grow is in it. And this girl who can create storms. It's like, mm, okay. Um, and like, I don't even know if it's the actors. Like and the actors are fine, but are they that charismatic and memorable? Like, I don't know. Like,
1: like, I think think the I think they are. I think it's just it's another one of these things I can't put my finger on in the movie because we talked about this in the review. They're like, oh, I like them both, but then when they show up every single time they show up, you're like, oh, that's right, they're in this movie.
0: Yeah, and because like even like later on, like even like the jokes of the Adam Man when he's kind of like, oh, sorry, I broke something. Like, oh, I'm big. Like, it's just I don't know. You just you just forget they're in this goddamn film. But then having said that, the film also forgets like the mother and kid are in this movie in the second half. So I mean, you know, it's like, there's lots of things to kind of forget through it. Um, I like, I love how like people make a thing of this movie, like, I'm like, Oh, the twist was so obvious around the sun and the rock. And it's like, well, okay. But like, is it such a big deal that people like, they try, like, I don't know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't even think when I saw it the first time, I'm thinking like, oh, this is so obvious. Why are they trying to do it? It's just kind of like, okay, well, that's clearly going to happen. But um, Mm -hmm. visually, this looks cool. Like I like kind of this desert with all these guys covered in like sand and the triangle of (laughs) power. It's coarse and rough. It's coarse and rough and irritating. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, I mean, outside of the stuff, I've already chimed in with like, the I I do love the painted black scene. Like you're right. Like we said, the slow mo isn't too much. Like it is a cool scene. I remember like watching the cinema. I like, kind of getting a bit of like you know sometimes when you just watch a scene and you get goosebumps in terms of just like they play the right song at the right time and it visually it does look cool. This is where it looks cool and kind of you just see it like him turning his head and seeing the helicopter and like I like that guy who gets the grenade and in his mouth or whatever and he's like shit. Um, it's kind of cool. But you're right. Like he's just killing these people because reasons. Um, Viola Davis, that is a very large screen to showcase. Viola Davis. Like, I mean, I want her on a screen that big, but um, yeah. there's just something like, obviously she's not really Skyping with, you know, Hawkman here. She's, you know, pre-recorded this in a studio, but there's just something, you know, sometimes when you watch these films or TV shows and you just can tell, like John Keeler on 24 season four download now, like you can just kind of tell he's just like, and Action. So what are you saying, CTU? What do we need to do? You can kind of just tell that they're just recording it. Someone's feeding lines in the background. You believe Viola Davis is on a video call right now. That's why she's an <laughs> EGOT winner. Uh, <laughs> she won an extra. She's got a fifth one for EGOT v, for video conferencing. She, she won the Zoomy. The Zoomy. Hey, there you go. That's almost up there with the Ancestry.com. Um, but, yeah, like it's just kind of like at this point, like outside of Pierce like masturbating his helmet, Um, it's just Henry Winkler and let's go to a mansion. Um, it just, it feels like, it almost feels like they're two different movies, doesn't it? Like this justice society should be its own thing. It just feels odd. There's just something off putting about the justice society in this film that doesn't fit this movie.
1: I, I'll get to my theory on that. I mean, w- once you're done here, if you have anything else. To
0: uh, I yeah, no, I don't really have anything. I mean, the, are, we, are we getting to the point where the plane flies out of the ground because technology? I don't know. Like, it's <laughs> it's just like, oh, let's all go to a it's, house. It's and, yeah, well, exactly. But they all go to a house. Like, sup, everybody? Cool. Let's get on the plane. You got any snacks? No. Okay. Bye. Let's have some mild flirting between the two young people because young people must have flirting. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh,
1: okay. So this is what well, because I agree with you. It is sometimes like it's two separate movies but i think the bigger problem with this movie and a way to resolve two two birds with one stone here is you have black adam who gets softened way too early in this movie and then you have the justice society which seems like its own thing i feel like this should have been a movie not to make this too mandalorian like but have the rock with the kid for the majority of the movie and have the mother angelina with the justice society and it's it's about let's bring down black adam and only wait until the very end of the movie to bring these people together But what they do is they have this fight scene and then they're all just every once in a while splitting up and then coming back together saying, hey, I still don't trust you. I don't trust you, but let's work together for a bit. Okay, now we're fighting again. (laughs) If you had held off on that, you would also create more suspense because if the kid is with Black Adam and the mother's afraid of that, the mother is basically on board with the kid the whole time saying this guy is our hero. So you're telling the audience too early that this guy's a hero. She should be scared. And I, I feel like everybody but the kids should be scared in this movie. And that's how you kind of resolve the issue of Black Adam is too heroic in this movie. You keep him more of a questionable anti-hero because he only becomes heroic at the end. And then you make this a movie about the Justice Society start trying to stop Black Adam, not the Justice Society occasionally working with Black Adam. And then every once in a while being like, uh, aren't we supposed to bring this guy in? I forgot what our mandate was here from Waller.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. It's just... It just... I feel bad picking this movie apart because it still is enjoyable, but I think it's just kind of – it is that point where you can rewatch it where, like, things maybe just fall out of place a little bit. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's still not as bad as everyone. Some people – you read some of the stuff online about this and they say, like, this was horrible, this was a flop, this was terrible. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. Like, do do we care enough, though, about the Justice Society that we need to have, like, a thing of them more, you know? Uh, In the comic world, are they, like, a thing – well, yeah,
1: I mean, there still are just society things. I think this is—it it probably had more to do with let's involve characters in the movie. You can't have a just a Black Adam movie because if it's just Black Adam, he's automatically the hero. The Justice Society's there to keep that kind of questionable. And also, a movie about a guy who shows no expression and just kills people the entire time—there's no suspense there. So. You needed other characters, and I feel like they picked Dr. Fate and they picked Hawkman. They were the best ones. Mm. The Justice Society had a history of Black Adam, so they figured it would fit in here. I don't see any other characters fitting this movie. For me, I'm just excited because I love Dr. Fate, and I really have always loved Hawkman. I was actually telling Jamie when we were watching this that uh, when they announced uh, the DCU and they said, okay, Man of Steel is going to start what's going to evolve into our universe. And the first thoughts in my head were, I doubt they'll ever do it, but I would love for them to do a Suicide Squad movie. I'd love for them to do a Blue Beetle movie. I'd love for them to do a Hawkman movie. And I'm still shocked that we got all three of those characters. I mean, they're good characters, but it, it makes sense to have them. I, I feel like it makes a little bit less sense in here when you don't have a backstory of Hawkman because he does have that same like uh, Middle Eastern origins um, and it ties into the other characters more, but it, it, it's just it's handled wrong. I feel like these characters would fit if this movie were just done
0: slightly differently. As someone who likes dr fate so much we like the fact that pierce brosnan plays his character was that just like orgasmic like if, oh yes you know like your favorite <laughs> character from all of literature is t- you know yeah. and like moby dick i don't know the whale uh and like Pierce brosnan <laughs> like you're like ah oh, yes like you know things just align the stars just align
1: yeah like i and i don't think it was something where i ever would have thought oh pierce brosnan would be great for this but then the second that they announced pierce brosnan playing dr fate it kind of was like that like uh, I think I need to change my underwear.
0: <laughs> Jamie? <laughs> wow, you just blew my mind. Do you mind. want another child <laughs> right now? I'm ready.
1: You know I said never again? Well, it's time. Guess
0: what? I'm not on my period. <laughs>
1: uh, give me some paper towels for other <laughs> uses. <laughs>
0: give me a tissue.
1: <laughs> um, but uh yeah, the, the 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 reasons for them being in the movie I think make sense. If you had bothered to explain it a little bit more in this movie, just this movie doesn't necessarily handle it well. Um, the the way that the Black Adam gets introduced here with the kid, this is again, I'm thinking like they're on the right track with this movie. He's just sort of wakes up and he's in the room of this kid who has superheroes everywhere. And the fact that he shocks Superman's face, there were a lot of rumors that like you would see a Henry Cavill or a Superman appearance in this movie. And the second that he shocked that poster's face off, I'm like, oh, this is probably meaning we're not gonna get Superman. This is like, oh, this is all it was gonna be, guys uh but then you know when he's looking around the room there's one weird moment where he looks in the mirror and he's just like is this what i look like the kid has to explain this is a mirror it's been five thousand years you get a bit of reaction obviously they're going for oh he's never seen a mirror before but like just because you've never seen a mirror doesn't mean you've never seen your reflection you can see reflection in many things you know so i didn't quite understand like whoa what is this sorcery um he walks through the wall for the first time in the movie uh, Uncle Player's on the couch watching The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, which is going to come up later on. Uh, Black Adam shocks the TV. It's <laughs> like, that's okay, I'm an electrician, I can fix it. Uh, <clears throat> we have the explanation about um, how the the villain organization here, Intergang, they have guns, they have flying bikes, they have attorney and rockets, and then he's like, we have my mom. <laughs> that was a good line, too. Uh, and then Black Adam gives him the first bit of fatherly advice here, where he's saying about, uh, you make your enemy beg for mercy, until uh you, until they're, you make them suffer until they're begging for mercy and then you deny it to them until their final breath and then she's like actually i'm trying to not teach my son about violence he goes i apologize his father should be the one teaching him about violence
0: <laughs> this is where he's like oh, then, who is there to teach him about violence then
1: <laughs> yeah and then, then it's like uh no no this is not his father this is my brother he goes oh okay and it's like so who is going to teach your son about
0: violence
2: <laughs>
1: uh and black adam leaving here again i'm still on board with the way they're handling this character really he's just walking out there and, and the way that they they shoot him there's a couple of moments here where they're, they're showing his powers in a way like i haven't seen that before he's not going to bother going down a staircase him slowly floating down the staircase as the kids going around the staircase talking to him that's that's a great uh, visual and a good scene too uh and um yeah the uh uh the, the kid is basically pleading with him saying you should you know help us or whatever and um the justice Society's gonna have to uh show up here that this is a uh oh right after he first he gives him the first bit of advice here where he says you know i think that we should capitalize on you know you being uh, a middle eastern uh superhero whatever and you need a catchphrase like, something like <laughs> the Met tell them the man in black sent you which is that's something that's handled really well as far as the humor yeah. goes in the rest of this movie uh and trying to explain what it is and the justice Society shows up here we get a little bit of Chemistry on the plane ride between Pierce and um, uh, Aldous Hodge. These two guys play really well off of each other. Uh, I-, I love that the, it, you don't even have to explain it. You just get, like, these are old friends. Mm. And uh, I-, I love where they're talking about, like, the bad plans, better than no plan at all. And Pierce like, I only wish there was a third option. Uh, and then um, the the Cyclone and the Atom uh, are looking over the helmet and they're saying, don't touch that helmet. This will basically blow your mind up. Uh, they're saying their entire plan is to get Black Adam to say Shazam, uh and then black adam basically flies up to look at himself in the mirror again because he sees a statue <laughs> he's like right now this is the face
0: i recognize he's the rock he's just like look how good looking like can you smell what look i'm at, cooking? Look at that eyebrow wow lucky it wasn't john cena he wouldn't be able to see himself <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> um we get uh the, the kid here getting on the radio telling everybody we have our own kandakian superhero uh and um he does the rebel symbol the the, the diamond cutter here, and. <laughs> He's basically trying to start a rebellion.
0: <coughs> Choking on his own ambitions. <laughs> don't choke on your aspirations. We're talking Star Wars, Rebels. Yep. Any professional would get that out, but we can't be bothered.
1: Wow, no, we don't have time for that. Uh, and um, we get uh, Angelina coming out as the, the statue. Is, <laughs> she comes uh, out as
0: a statue because she's in ISIS. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I would like to declare that I'm coming out of the closet as a statue. <laughs> I
1: identify as a
0: statue. I identify no, no. as a statue. Okay. All the power to you. Uh,
1: basically, we get uh, the first of the Justice Society Black Adam fights here. And um, the, the the part where the kid is saved, though, like right at the last minute, Black Adam. He goes, that, that was dope. You could have shown up a little bit sooner, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then another really good shot, just showing how powerful Black Adam is. Because we've seen bullets reflecting off of him. but. They even showed that earlier. When the guy's just firing a machine gun at him and all he does is hold down his hand and he's actually moving his hand just back and forth, like stopping every single bullet. That, that's kind of a nice shot. Uh, we get the good, the bad, and the ugly theme playing here as the guy's trying to draw the gun on him and Black Adam draws the lightning bolt on him and shocks him. And this is where he says, tell them the man in black sent you. <laughs> And he's, we need to work on your timing. Uh, and then he's like, oh, okay, catchphrase, then kill. <laughs> uh, and then the Justice Society fight here. Um, the Oh, when when Pierce Space is like, he's here. And they're like, oh, you sense his presence? No, I don't think there are a lot of people in Kandak who can do that. And you <laughs> see Black Adam flying up at this guy. Uh, Hawkman, uh, is, he's got the guards in the air. Uh, Hawkman uh, catches the guard as he's dropping him to the ground. And everybody on the ground is booing him. Now, another mistake of this movie everybody in condock is like yay it's the rock and this is where i i feel a little bit of that rock vanity project coming in because i think a person who really knows movies knows you develop an anti-hero by having them the hero in the end mm. but like this feels like the rock who's like everybody's got to cheer me because i'm their hero it's like okay we'll save it for the end of the movie you got nowhere to go from here now he would... now the only people who dislike you are the justice society
0: but this is where it's confusing that he doesn't do that because when he was a wrestler, for the large portion of oh, it, yeah. he was a villain. Like I mean, it Rocky might die. V and- Rocky
1: die. Yeah. Literally, die. Rocky die. Chance. And like
0: I've seen interviews with him, where like that's the sort of stuff that you know he relished and all that sort of stuff. Because mm. what was was he in? Um, Degeneration X. Was he in that? Who was he? His- no, he was. There was the the Nation of
1: Domination. Like yeah, because black who, militant group.
0: Because who was his tag team partner? Because then he just became the Rock. But I remember when he was like Rocky my, because that's he used to be more of a tag team guy before he became like a solo guy. From memory. That was a well, long and, time like, ago.
1: Him becoming the fan favorite was just his charisma. Like he mm. was the ultimate bad guy, not because he wanted to be, but because the audience just rejected him. He was Bradley Cooper on alias. It's like, uh, we, we hate this guy. They're literally chanting, die, Rocky, die. Even these wrestling fans who are like, I know this isn't real, but I just don't like this guy. And then uh. people just caught on to him because he was so charismatic. Follow your wrestling career. Don't have everybody on the ground cheering for you. You've, you've basically killed any suspense in this movie by having that. Die,
0: Rocky, die. Yeah, you're die. right. Like, <laughs> Let's chant that on this show.
1: <laughs> die, oh, yes. Die, Rossi, die. Uh, Rocky. Sorry. He is, uh, Rocky die rocky die you know what i'm watching tonight with jamie i'm watching rocky
0: oh is that you getting the getting the zone movie is it uh or are well, you getting ready the, to see creed 3 <laughs> the
1: new the new creed comes out which we're gonna be reviewing i don't know if our review is gonna be up before or after this but um the villain in creed 3 is played by jonathan majors who plays the villain in ant-man and quantum mania um this guy's just taken over the world in two weeks like wow I, I, he's he's gonna be the biggest box office draw of the year at this rate
0: still still gotta see ant-man yet so i'll, I'll get there eventually
1: and people have heard this episode. They're like, "You have you talked about it yesterday?" I mean, who knows? You uh, didn't. But uh, yeah, so th- this fight again it's still good. But this is where I start to see a little bit more of like a little bit too much of the slow mo here and there. uh We talk about Zack Snyder. It's like Zack Snyder just filmed it in a very clever way. But this does become a little bit of like, no,
0: <laughs> don't do it, no.
1: Uh, I, we get everybody kind of using their powers here, except the atom smasher can't find his way to the fight, which is kind of funny. Dr. Fate teleporting. That's something we see for the first time here. Um, and, uh, he sees when he grabs the kid, when he saves the kid here, the boy I'm on, um, he sees a flash of the crown. So he's like, Oh, you have the crown or whatever. And then we get the other thing where he projects himself, the multiple Dr. Fates. Um, basically in the end, black Adam, you think gets taken out. And I remember even the the first time being caught off guard by this and re-watching it being caught off guard and like Dr. Fate and Hawkman couldn't beat him, but Black Adam is taken out by the Adam Smasher and Cyclone. Like she basically creates a tornado and he punches him. And but then again, a nice little, you know, oh surprise the audience. He's got him underneath his hand, and all of a sudden, Black Adam just bursts out. Um, so you know, you think he's out, but then he's not. And uh he he knocks the Adam Smasher out here. Um the Dr. Fate is uh, going looking for the crown, uh, and he stops Angelina here and it's like, Oh, give me the crown. The crown's dangerous. And uh, another problem with the movie, she should not be on Black Adam's side here. This is where, if you made it where she's scared that her son is with this guy because she had no idea that he's this powerful, she thought, Oh, I could resurrect her champion. But now she's seen him kill everybody. Mm. If she hadn't witnessed him murder a bunch of people, I get why she's like, This is our champion. But this movie should be her terrified that her son is hooked up with this guy and she's trying to help the Justice Society. Uh, but she's basically jumping to his defense here and you just make the Justice Society look stupid. Um, she doesn't have the crown because the kid has the crown. Um, so now he's everybody's going to be after him, which wouldn't it be better if he was off on his own and his mom wasn't protecting him. Uh, now the Justice Society basically explains to her Oh, he's not actually as good as you think here. So they show these ancient. We have ancient... This this is really like, let's just drop this in out of nowhere. Well, I understand that you're an expert and this is your home country. And you are like the 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 foremost expert on Kondakian uh, history. But we have some ancient texts that you've never seen before. We got Kondakian Bible part 2. I bet you <laughs> haven't heard of that. <laughs> and it says that Black Adam is bad. And she's like, I can't believe it. My God, he has my son. But this again, it lasts for 10 minutes of the movie before she's immediately like, oh, he's our hero again. It's just it's handled really poorly. Um uh, I've lost my place here. You have anything you want to talk about?
0: This is like one of the action scenes that goes on forever. It's just yeah. like and it and it's it is the confusing aspect of it where it's like he's off killing all the um the evil people, supposed evil people, and then you've got the Justice Society coming in. And he has fun. And then this is where I also think it's confusing too, and the fact that you've got the Justice Society going, no, bad, don't kill the terrorist people who are trying to steal things. You must, like, in what superhero movie have we ever seen any superhero going, oh, we shouldn't kill the bad henchmen. We should keep them alive and give them a fair trial. Like, I mean, that's where it gets confusing because, like, how many people do the Justice Society actually kill in this movie? I'm sure there are people that they actually kill too. Um, Yeah. And then that's when this fight just goes on forever because, like, yeah, there's some funny stuff, like the Man in Black stuff's kind of funny but like, who are we meant to be rooting against here? Because like, mm-hmm. you got this chase down the stairs, you got all these people, they're the bad guys we should be, um, you, you know, against. And this is where it's confusing with evil guy later on, because these is the people who are working for him. But then all of a sudden it's like the rock disposes a few of them. The justice society comes in and then he's fighting the justice society. So it's like, huh? It's like, who mm-hmm. are we against and for here right now? And then it does go on forever. And, Like, I'm not with your nephew in terms of... Superman's my favourite superhero, so it's kind of like, I I like these overpowered ones, but at the same time, he's got a point. Like, what is the point of this fight? Like, I mean, The Mm. Rock's unbeatable here, so like it's kind of like, well, there's no stakes at hand here. It's just going to have a bit of a bitch fight. Don't do it. We're here to stop you, blah, 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 blah. Don't do that again. Okay, let's get on a plane and find your son because he's got the crown, and we're going to have a long chase around the desert and have jokes about not killing people. I told you I was going to drop him, whatever. Like, it's just... This is definitely the part of the movie where it's sort of like, again, as I said before, like I can look at my phone 20 minutes later, it's still going and it's nothing much has developed in the plot. You could like literally time this whole section from this fight all the way through to what we're about to get in the real slow-mo section. It's probably a third of the movie and what actually develops.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point because nothing changes because we're just going to get another fight and the same scenes being played over again. Yeah. And I'm for the record, I, the fight goes on too long they never quite figure out how to integrate Cyclone and Atom Smasher into it, even though they get yeah. like the knockout, you think the knockout punch. But yet, I, part of the problem is that Dr. Fate and Hawkman, their powers are showcased very well here. Y- even though it is a, obviously a one-sided fight, there's nothing they can do to stop Black Adam. You feel like they can at least hold their ground, whereas Cyclone and Atom Smasher are like, so what are you there for? Like, yeah, why are they there? Storm? Yeah, like, it, it, you, if you're going to recruit people, okay, maybe we're bringing them in just to kind of train them up or whatever. But that doesn't really become part of the movie either. It's not like, oh, you know, they're expendable, but we just figured we'd give them a shot. The the, uh, the the Superman and Lois TV series in the second season, they did something where basically they had technology to give a bunch of people superpowers. And they knew these people would be no match for Superman. But they're like, well, let's send them in anyways. They're our pawns, right? How much, much better would that fit with Amanda Waller's character if she's like... Ah, uh, the kid and the other kid, yeah, they're basically pawns. I need some people yeah. to be diversion so you guys can do your job. Good point. And then you give you give a bit of development to them as well because now Doctor Fate and Hawkman, maybe oh, we have to actually take them under our wing. We got to pre- we have to protect them, you know?
0: Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good point. It's just like comic relief. Sure, could be the argument, but you've got Uncle Ben there. He's the comic yeah. relief, and like even like Giant Ganto, Atom Man, he's funny but not funny, and like. Like oh they've got a bit of love like we talked about that before about you don't always need to shoehorn something love in there like I don't know like you got enough going on with Doctor Fate here you got enough going on with Hawkman that's all you need like I I don't know and, and even, even like and this is where the mother and the boy kind of come up because so like, all they're doing is Batmaning it from Justice League just staring there and you know observing the fight not hmm. doing anything
1: and this is where I'm seeing a little bit more of like the Rock's vanity project coming into because like well nobody could beat Black Adam okay, well, we got to have somebody for you to fight with. All right, Hawkman and Dr. Fate, because they could at least hold their own in a fight. But, like, th- there's nobody to put a threat to Black Adam, you know? The the only threat to Black Adam in this movie is himself giving his powers up, and when that happens in the movie, you're like, well, this obviously isn't going to last. Like, yeah. you need something. They should have had Black Adam more capable of being hurt in this movie. That's why you use the Eternium thing, right? Yeah. It doesn't even have to be Hawkman. Hawkman and... Um uh, uh Dr. Fade are just there to like subdue him or give some type nobody's in threat in this movie. The only person who's in threat is the child, and they barely put the child in jeopardy in this movie. So if you had made this where the cyclone and the atom smasher are expendable to Amanda Waller, and suddenly you have these two factions instead of having black adam always joining with the just society and then breaking off of them joining with them and breaking off of them have this be the just society's there to capture him he's literally trying to kill them hawkman and dr fate can at least survive but they suddenly have to protect their other proteges so there's somebody for the audience to be worried about because you don't worry about anybody in this movie
0: yeah that i think that sums it up you don't worry about anybody in this movie it's kind of like you are flat out told the rock good Everything else bad, no matter what The Rock does. The Rock could literally, you know, AK-47, a school. And everybody would be like, oh, The Rock. Yeah, kill oh, little Johnny. He's a little shit. That's, that's the people's champ there. And he'd turn to the camera with his, like, eyebrow. Do you see what The Rock is shooting? And everyone be like, yeah, yeah, we do. Kill those kids, Rocky. That's it. Woo. And we know
1: that these DC movies have a lot of children. Do you know I actually didn't even mention on the last episode? We, we talked about how there's all the mommy issues in the in the in marvel it's always daddy issues in marvel or dc it's always the mommy issues last week we actually had daddy issues for once so they've they flipped it for a Did single we? film it was a
0: daddy in that one
1: well peacemaker has daddy issues uh, and uh, yeah. uh i mean the the other guy what is it the polka dot man obviously had mommy issues too um, but, uh, yeah, daddy issues with at least one character. I think and, um... we
0: established it in our lost coverage that, um, you know, JJ Abrams and, and Damon Lindelof all had parental issues, which having said that, um, don't know if you saw during the week, uh, Damon Lindelof set to do a new TV series with, uh, Josh Holloway. So, Ooh. uh, reuniting Sawyer with, uh, with Damon. That's a, that's an interesting. man. What was that
1: semi-sci-fi type show that Josh Holloway did? It uh, uh, I think it only lasted like one season, but it was really good. I just
0: feel bad. Josh Holloway is kind of, you know, in so many of these categories where he just pops up in a random thing where he's, so, his talents are wasted, as we've discovered. Just like Michael Emerson, yeah. Terry O'Quinn. Just like, stop stop doing FBI Most Wanted Terry O'Quinn with Julian McMahon. You're wasted on it. Both of you, bugger off to somewhere else. Come on. The,
1: thi- the thing is, Josh Holloway, if he had... Broke him through five years earlier, which would have meant Lost would have ended five years earlier. He would have been young enough to come out of Lost as, like, the next big action star. I think he was just a little bit too old by the time Lost ended to be, like, the next big thing. What a man. But uh, he, he's incredible. Uh, Intelligence, that's what the show was called. Um, yeah, that was a great show. It was, like, a little bit sci-fi-like, but it was, uh, you know, kind of like a typical procedural show. And then you have that other one, The Colony. Did you ever see that?
0: I don't think I've ever seen anything with Josh Holloway in it outside of his oh. two-second cameo well, in Mission Impossible. Right? Mission Impossible, yeah,
1: <laughs> which was great because I mean that that opening sequence is one of the best parts of the movie, and you're like, oh, he's gonna be the next team member. No, he's dead. Um, but uh, yeah, make Josh Holloway great again.
0: Kind of like a we'll West it. of Evan in the first one. And by the way, uh, rip Mighty Ducks Game Changers got canceled. What a shame. How about
1: how about rip everything Disney? You know, all this. Uh, oh, oh, uh, these other studios are struggling because of this, this, and this. Disney's like on the fence now like they they, in one week they basically said so we're putting a bunch of Marvel and Star Wars TV sh- shows on the shelf because we realize that we're overextended we're not making enough money and now we're going to cancel the Mighty Ducks and we're going to cancel this and we're going to cancel this Captain Marvel we're pushing out next for six months they're suddenly like really worried you know for the they're very good at hiding things because everybody's like oh Disney's the only studio that's actually managed to come out of the pandemic without any losses and now all of a sudden they're like, uh budget cuts, budget cuts, we're in trouble, guys. <laughs>
0: the mouse has been smoking too much crack. Um have you seen that movie Cocaine Bear coming out? We're gonna cover cocaine oh, bear. We have to... <laughs> R-
1: you know what? Rocky has already said, oh, please tell me that we're gonna cover Of cocaine course, bear. <laughs> Rocky
0: steps in and let's always a yes. So uh what a what a stupid thing well, to you know
1: you should see the rejected Rocky ideas, but Cocaine Bear is one of the good ones. We have to do that. Cocaine and you know that bear. movie's directed by Elizabeth Banks.
0: Yeah, I did actually. We were looking it that up in the amazing. office the other day. Because th- is it um is it Ray Liotta's last movie? Because I see he's in it. And Ray no, I-, I looked at the
1: trailer and I told Jamie, I'm like, is that Ray really Liotta? She goes, I don't think so. I'm like, it looks just like him.
0: Yeah, maybe he was not really dead. He was just on coke. So he was
1: eaten by a bear.
0: Yeah. What yeah, I just love that, that, that movie bear.
1: based on a true story of, yes.
0: Yeah. It's like, you'd read it up. as like a seventies, I think, bear that was like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But like, it's, it's literally like a snakes on a plane, right? You know what you're in for. It's a bear yeah. on cocaine.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Wait, wait till you see Ant-Man quantumania. Uh. It's literally an
0: Ant-Man. In qu- Does Evangeline Lilly's hair grow back like halfway through it? Or? No,
1: no. Damn. And you know what? The short hair makes her look way older than she really is. Like she looks, she looks as old as, I'm not joking. I watched that movie. This gives doing nothing in my opinion. I watched that movie. I'm like, you know, Michelle... Old lady Michelle Pfeiffer is the hot one in this movie. Well, <laughs> Evangeline Lilly's not looking so good. I talk
0: about Aaron Eckhart. Michelle Pfeiffer played Betty Ford in that TV series. So, you know, maybe maybe it needs to be Evangeline Lilly. Bring back... Is Michelle Pfeiffer coming back as Catwoman, by the way, in any of these? Oh, that would... Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. I mean, I
1: doubt it'll be in this one. But, like, if, if Michael keaton's back you got to bring the
0: shelf I, I do love the the meme i saw the other day it was like the year is 1989 michael keaton is batman and indiana jones is fighting the nazis this year the year is 2023 michael keaton is <laughs> batman and
2: indiana
0: jones is fighting the nazis it's like cinema never changes
1: <laughs> i'm so excited uh all right so back to the movie here so uh black adam uh we get, well, we're showing his backstory now from the point of view of uh, Hawkman telling his story from uh, Kandakian Bible Part Deux, uh, <laughs> where the, the palace destruction we saw at the beginning of the movie was a bad thing and the Council of Wizards decided to take his power from him uh, and he fought them off and then they basically say you didn't find him in a tomb, you found him in his prison. Uh, and then we get Ishmael at the house and the kid's there and he wants the crown. We know Ishmael's bad because he's got a gun on a kid. If The Rock had done that, he would have been the good guy, though. Uh, and the kid sneaks out through a hidden compartment behind his dresser, I think. And um, the uh, 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 Adam Smasher is eating a bucket of chicken. And they're like, nah, put it away. Uh, Amon, the boy, calls his mom. Um, he escaped from the apartment. We get this chasing inside the apartment building. And, and this is actually a good sequence with like the hover bikes and everything. Uh, and, um, when they've got him in the air and they say, release the child. He says, uh, you gotta be careful about your word choice. Uh, Ishmael ends up grabbing him anyways. Like this is sort of like, oh good. The kid's safe. And then Ishmael's like, no, I gotcha. And he grabs him anyways. Uh, so the kid's going to be kidnapped. Something that you forget in the movie. Every single time they show the kid, you're like, oh, okay. So they've got him now. No wait, He was kidnapped. Okay. I completely lose track of it. Uh, we get... The the sequence in the hoverbike chase, though, where uh, he's basically saying, like, put me down, put me down. He says, you should be careful with your choice of words. And drops him. And he's like, and tell them what man in black said Yeah, <laughs> I like what
0: he says. But when him. he got kind of that look at his face. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs>
1: Uh, get another thing with the Atom Smasher saying, "Oh, we got to fight again." So even he's like, "Oh, another fight."
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh God. All right. Sure. Put him up.
1: And we're higher this time. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> um, and he accidentally knocks out Hawkman in the middle of the fight. Uh, he complains. This this is one of the funny lines he has. Oh, sorry guys, I got no peripheral vision here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um uh the 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 brother I guess or doctor or whatever. Um, he's here. Uh, <laughs> there he is. He's basically, he is he's here. here and he's, he's hurt. And Dr. Fate's like, oh, can you save me? He goes, oh, I'm not really that kind of doctor, but I can see your future. I know how hey, you're going to die. How am I going to decide? Just stay away from electricity, but um. I'm an
0: electrician. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is a funny. One. Uh,
1: and then um, I love, I love where Black Adam is basically getting crushed underneath the ship. Because he's like trying to save this kid or whatever, or, uh, hover ship, whatever it is. And he's just, basically being flattened against it, He has no expression at all. He ends up landing in China somewhere. Uh, he opens the ship and this is one of those good things like, oh, I didn't see that coming. You're like, oh, he's got the kid and he opens it up and you cut to a shot of the kid inside a ship and then you cut to black Adam and then you cut to black Adam looking at nothing. So it, it's a cool little trick on the editing there. You're like, oh, the kid's not actually there after all. Um, and uh, Ishmael is basically saying, oh, I'm counting on black Adam to come and save me, me, hey, he's the one I want to fight. And, Dr. Fate is projecting things and basically says that uh, he's going to break people's mind. Um, and, oh, oh, and this is, yeah, Black Adam comes here. So here's probably the best part uh, where, <laughs> as far as the humor goes in the movie, where Dr. Fate's projecting himself to Black Adam here after Black Adam has already killed the guard. And he says, oh, we need to question the guards. And he's like, uh, <laughs> he didn't make it. And then you see the body fall after that, oh, <laughs> <laughs> the ground. Uh, they have a little bit of a fight hero. You can't go killing everybody. Uh and um the Adam, Smasher, and Cyclone are bonding more. Um, something like that. Uh break here while I try to make sense of what's happening after this fight.
0: Yeah, I think I jumped ahead before when I talked about some of the stuff because I thought that was that. But is this a bit with two when he grabs he's got the two people and he's like, uh, I won't kill One you? One of you will live. One of yeah. you will live. And then he drops him and is like, what does he say? Like
1: or I said, think that's next That's still to come. Oh, well I'm I'm, I'm jumping
0: ja, ahead. But like whatever. Like he's Go like, for "Oh. It. I see you said you weren't going to kill them." It was sarcasm. It was like, "Actually, that was just a lie." <laughs> like yeah. like that lie from people. That's
1: the next scene, yeah. Well, Pompe- let's talk oh, let's talk about that then. So, yeah, they're back at the house and uh we get him interrogating the other guard here uh and uh this is where the whole sarcasm thing goes back and forth and uh, also, when he walks through the wall, and Pierce is like, I suppose they didn't have doors where he came from. Yes, they did. That's what we, we, we would walk through. <laughs> no, that was sarcasm. Uh, Hawkman's basically got prisoners. This is what we do when we need to get information from bad guys. Uh, and this was about treating them with Disney D- dignity Disney. and respect. Cut Disney, them. yes,
2: budget cut. <laughs> budget you're cuts. cut.
1: You're being Disneyed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be treated with dignity and respect. Can either of you fly? And uh I, I also I love Pierce Brosnan scene. like Pierce Brosnan doesn't have to do anything at all and you get, he's distinguished he's got control of the situation Hawkman is basically fighting Black Adam chasing him up into the sky here Doctor Face just sitting there watching the whole time they come back in the house they fight some more and he's just watching all right
0: I'd love Pierce uh, Brosnan but, to watch
1: <laughs> Oh who doesn't want to watch Pierce Brosnan
0: I want him to watch uh, I want
1: Pierce watch me Oof. But uh but yeah, the 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 thing about one of you will live and then he drops one and the other guy speaks up so he drops him too and then when a Hawkman's like, uh, you said you wouldn't uh, kill him. And it's like, and I didn't. Only because I caught him. Uh, I I really wish that this is why I wish that they had been more at odds. Because their ideas are completely different. And you have too many meetings up of them here. Because this is like the second time they're like, so let's discuss things here, guys. Uh, they, if they had had like Batman versus Superman. Perfect example. Batman versus Superman. Batman and Superman have several meetings throughout the movie. But they're <laughs> always at odds until why did you say that name? You know, this movie needed a, why did you say that name? If you had a, why did you say yeah, that name? Bring in this movie, back. Why did you
0: say that name? Underrated? Yeah, exactly. Great <laughs> moment. But I mean, here we are on 24 download every Monday on the OZ network. We complaining that CTU have too many meetings. I want more meetings. It's like, yeah, uh, we want- <laughs> all right. I've sent you a calendar invite there, Hawkman. Can you make that? Oh, yeah. no, I've got another meeting there. Can we do it another time? All right. Skype, zoom, uh, Google meet. What, what would you prefer? Um, yeah. Like, look, I don't have a whole lot more to add because like, again, this is just all purely action. And it's like, it's, there is, you can just have too much action. And it just also, mm-hmm. the the fact of the matter is it's not unique action. Like I'm not a, yeah. I think um, the, what was it? The, the, uh, I'm trying to think of it. Shang-Chi. Thank you, Ben. Um, oh, yeah. You know, not as great as people say it is, but it's fine typical marvel fine never watch it again movie but like the bus sequence you remember the bus sequence oh, yeah. like there are there are certain movies where you remember an action sequence sit back right now and think about the individual action sequences of this movie sure the paint black scene maybe outside of that is every fight the same in this movie and that's mm-hmm. where it's kind of like you just you lose track of it and that's where it's you know a bit just yeah you just same same and like The Rock, like, he's charismatic, he's likable, he's everything, and I get he's probably playing this as a bit more like, I'm Dark Rock, like. but, Mm -hmm. like, even when he drops his one-liners, I feel like they're great, but it's a superhero movie. There needs to be a bit more of a something there. I don't know, does he play it too dark, maybe? Because it's just, I don't know if that's meant to be the character, but there are just sometimes... I would
1: would go further and say that... I think that the the humor needs to be more limited in the movie. I think that he plays it dark enough throughout this movie, but they need to pick their spots with the humor more. It's like every scene he's in, he's got at least one funny line, whether it's about the sarcasm and walking through doors or, um, you know, the the shocking the TV, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, uh, uh, oh, your father is going to teach you violence. Like pick about three or four points throughout the movie where he's got humor, but it needs to be more unintentional. Like the, the good stuff in this movie is like the Tell the Man in Black sent you or, you know, catchphrase. I don't want to be on a lunchbox. That's a good one too. Uh, but I don't I don't need a box for my lunch. I think that's what the line was. Uh, it's just there's a little bit too much humor from him. And this is not a very funny movie. No. And, and the humor is used well in this movie. It's just it's not used right for Black Adam. This is where The Rock got in the way. One, want- I think he wanted to be more likable than the character needed to be.
0: And like just thinking about this. The Justice Society are there to get The Rock to say Shazam, right? So they get there yeah. to, to, to lock him in a cupboard, basically, underwater, right? So, like, I mean, they, there's a lot of them just letting him do stuff in this movie, I feel. Like, it's just kind of, like, if the cops yeah. come they to... they don't try
1: to stop him that hard. <laughs> like,
0: if the cops are there to arrest you, right, but you're like, oh, no, I've got to go to Walmart. And you're like, all right, we'll come with you. And then, like, you go to Walmart and buy your groceries why aren't they trying to stop you and arrest you? Like, there's just kind of like, okay, like, you know, like surely like, can't they just like arrive there in the room Bef- besides, you know, get a rocket on good. Yeah. Good. Uh, where justice society call, cool, right. Um, can you read? Yes, you can. Um, I've, you want to read a story for me? Oh, okay. What do you got here? It's called "The Boy Who Likes to Say Things." All right, just read it for me verbatim. <laughs> My name is Black Adam, and Shazam. Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> tricked me! Oh, you! Uh, and then like, boom, done. Easy. Like, I mean, can't they just do that? What, what's with all the fighting? And like, you're making him angry, right? Like, come on.
1: You don't. You wouldn't like him when he's angry. It, it's just they—they they need to. If you're gonna have the fighting. Have them trying to reason with him a little bit. And there's no moment in this movie where I feel like Hawkman or Dr. Fate is really trying hard to get through him because in the end, he's going to have this moment coming up very soon where he sort of breaks and he realizes, I'm going to give up my power. Why did they wait that long to get there? They they sit there and plead with Angelina and tell her, no, this is what really happened. Confront him with that. You actually have all these one-on-one conversations with them. And during those one-on-one conversations, there's never talk about, so listen, I think you need to think about what you're doing Uh, And we have that one, uh, the the trailer line obviously, but you know, uh, heroes don't kill people, well I do, you know Uh, but like, that's it, you don't go any further than that.
0: Because the the stakes like, at the end of the day, the stakes are, this crown oh no, don't let forgettable guy get it, he'll be evil, but like, Mm -hmm. even then, like, it's kind of not really explained, because like dumb old Angelina here is like when he's dead, like, Oh fuck. No, I, I forgot. You know, bloody what's the thing when you can't read things around the wrong way? Like right. Wrong way. Dyslexic. Dude, I'm dyslexic. Oh, I read it around the wrong way. Oh, now he's Satan. Fuck. Like, yeah, like,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> like that to me is like, there's just so much like, it should just be purely like, these are the stakes. Do it. Um, I, I don't know. It just, it's convoluted. That's the word yeah. I'm saying.
1: Uh, we should mention that in the process of the fourth fight that Hawkman and black Adam have, they find the crown. Uh, so now they have the crown, but it's the other little boy, Gillian and Anderson. <laughs> but uh, they need to get the little boy back because you keep forgetting that he's been kidnapped in this movie. How about give us a reminder? This mother is not very panicked for the fact that her son's kidnapped. They really need to do a better job with her. A being worried that her son is paired up with this monster serial killer that she knows that he's evil now, and then she needs to be a little bit more that this this my gang baby, this. My My baby. I mean, we need more my baby out of her, you know. This terrorist organization has taken her son now. She doesn't seem concerned at all. The Rock doesn't seem concerned. Nobody because she doesn't like, even oh, yeah.
0: remember this guy. Who's that guy? Remember hey, the guy who he was there and he did this and he's evil? Bitch. Oh, him. Oh, Samir.
1: No, no, wait. Samir was the good one. Yeah. Oh, who's the bad one again? I always lose
0: track of <laughs> they that. They all look the same.
1: But now we have another meeting between Black Adam and the Justice Society on an airplane. And this is where I'm completely lost on you have... Kill Black Adam as a potential threat in this movie, which is what he should be. And again, it's not a bad movie. But if you know, especially the end of this movie sets up, oh, he's still dangerous. Tell the audience he's dangerous. Don't have them sitting around their boardroom table here saying, "All right, so our plan is we're going to do this, this, and this." And they're analyzing the crown, and th- th- this is where that that what life is the only path to death or something like that. And they're like, well, that sounds surprisingly obvious. I-, I do like Adam here saying maybe. It means that you have to live before you're able to die. And it's like, yeah, that guy's not allowed to talk anymore. Uh, but this, of course, ends up being that they, they reverse it later on. But uh, there, there's your—you say it backwards, right? I'm dyslexic. You got to say it backwards. Now yeah. I'm Satan. Like, let's be <laughs> but,
0: honest. Like, literally, if you had a, a normal—I'm not saying people with dyslexia aren't, aren't normal, but like if you had somebody without dyslexia in this, this yeah. movie would be over in ten minutes.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or a mirror. Just hold it up to a mirror. Well, exactly. That's what. That's what it's at the other. A mirror. This is why I never understood it was like, on The th- Crown I'm before. I'm Now is, I play it
0: this way. What was the uh, the Benedict Cumberbatch thing, the, the cypher movie that he, like, you know, the, the Nazi oh, code? Oh, yeah, the
1: imitation game.
0: Right. Like, like I'm sure, like, if fucking Benedict Cumberbatch is sitting around there going, hmm, this is what it says. It doesn't make sense, but it has to be it. Like, smart people who crack codes and it's going to life is a leading to death. Well, that doesn't make sense, but that has to be it. Like, I mean, if that was what life was like... the Invent the atomic bomb. This isn't making a nuclear bomb, but that's the only way to make it. Well, we better leave it at that. Like, I mean, fucking keep trying. I'm sorry. Angelina, dumb. Dumb. Dumb, Angelina. Dumb, Angelina. <laughs> dumb. Join Al-Qaeda, oh. not ISIS. They've gotten more done in the last 20 years than ISIS. ISIS didn't blow up any buildings, did they? They cup, you know, kidnapped a couple of people and took some heads off. Oh, look at us. Oh, we're tough. Well, I'm sorry. Mark Adams done all that in this t- movie. T- until you get a couple of fucking jets and fly them into some skyscrapers and do that, then yeah. uh Al Qaeda, number one terrorist organization of the twenty first century, ranked on the Osmo. We'll, we'll
1: we'll be impressed when you destroy another building like like <laughs> Exactly. And I'm just <laughs> saying,
0: Isis, if you're listening, I I like you're doing what you can. All right. It's harder. <laughs> it's harder we post- get in 9/11. this
1: day and age. You it's, know, the social media and everything, it kind of spoils things. Like,
0: you, you're doing what you can with the tools available. I understand you've got more restrictions. You can't just go up like, hey, you doing? I want that I mean, plane." F-
1: they don't want to be cancelled, you know? That exactly. would be really bad for they're the very reputation. Woke. They got cancelled. ISIS yeah. are the woke
0: Ooh, terrorist group. <laughs> they're very progressive in that. Like, like, you've got women in there. They've got gay people. Like, they're, they're very progressive ISIS. But, you know, not the number one organisation for terrorists in the world. Like, if you had the terrorist Olympics... And you had a medal tally, you're probably like fourth. Okay? You've yeah, got they're, some they're, ground they're, to catch up.
1: They're a solid Belarus at best. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly.
1: The Belarus of Terrorist Organizations. There we go.
0: Exactly. That's gonna be
1: <laughs> It's gonna be the the tagline, the, the the signature on all their emails, the Belarus of Terrorist you organizations.
0: You have been Disney signed I've been Disney <laughs> the Belarus of Terrorist Organizations. <laughs>
1: Uh, Well, we have more of these endless bonding scenes on the airplane. Uh, We do get a nice scene between Hawkman and Dr. Fate where they're talking about the helmet and you saw what's going to happen. So somebody's going to die. Is it me? Uh, No. (laughs) Uh, But this is uh, something that I feel like you handled it just well enough for this movie, but if this movie wasn't so crammed with you got to deal with Black Adam story, you got to deal with the the boy and the mother story, you got to deal with Justice Society if this had been a Justice Society movie, I could see this storyline really working about Hawkman's going to die. But like, the audience doesn't know Hawkman. And maybe if this movie had done a little bit more backstory with Hawkman, which I'm really on the fence about that because I love just seeing Hawkman in this movie and maybe the idea that, well, we're going to save an origin for another time. it's, It's a different way to introduce him. Like, he's experienced here. You don't have to... You can't always have an origin story in superheroes. You know, sometimes you need to just have this is who they are and skip the first hour. But... Without the backstory, do you care so much that he's going to die? I mean, maybe he cares because it's Aldous Hodge and what a, what a man, but uh, I, I don't feel like they quite stick the landing on this.
0: No, I, like, I mean, yeah, outside of Pierce, I don't really give a shit if any of these characters die. Mm. <laughs> like, I mean, but, like, again, I don't know the comics. Like, I don't, and if Pierce Brosnan wasn't playing Aldous I probably wouldn't care either. Like, I mean, if this was, yeah. I don't know, Mickey Rourke, he said his name before, I don't have any bearing <laughs> on Mickey Rourke. Like, kill him, I don't care. Kill him, she needs nothing to me. Um. So yeah, like it's just it, you're right. Like sometimes you can just have these people come in, but like I, I don't know. Like again, I say I'm a DC fan, and but like I don't know who any of these characters are. Out, I don't even know who Black Adam. Is. I literally know who no none of these characters is. If it wasn't being told to me in a movie, except for Superman. So like it means nothing to me. I guess I could say the same for Marvel because I don't know who freaking Falcon is. But at least by the time Falcon gets threatened in like movie seven, he's in. Like I know him enough that I'm like, oh, okay, I know who he is. Like if this was movie five of Hawkman, I'd probably care. But I don't know. There's the same. Well, they're know, the same character, Hawkman and Falcon, right? Like the you know, and not just because well, they're black. Once, I mean, once, they're both like winged superhero creatures who have similar powers.
1: One's an alien and immortal, but uh, yes, similar. Which one's uh, the alien? <laughs> Uh, well, Hawkman.
0: Is Hawkman and okay. alien? I
1: didn't know that. Well, <laughs> Good th- there's, there's, two, there's two backgrounds. One was that he was an ancient Egyptian, basically God, right? That keeps getting resurrected and reborn over and over again. And then there's the one where he's from uh, basically another planet. And they kind of combine those at one point where he's an alien from another planet that was in ancient Egypt and then keeps getting resurrected. Is that said again.
0: in this movie or are we just meant to know that? No
2: it's not okay, that's well, what i'm see, saying is that that, clue. There you you go. See,
1: that's what that's what i'm saying is like it was an interesting choice to just say we're presenting hawkman as if this is you know he, he this is what batman was in justice league you know we we knew who batman was even before batman v superman and then you added him in batman v superman and then you have justice league and hawkman is at that stage where he's justice league batman here you know and i like them doing that but without having the backstory you don't care enough about the character for this thing about is he going to be the one to die to matter uh, Pierce you care because he really delivers in his performance as well and I also think they give Pierce a little bit more character development you get like the heaviness of like oh I've been living for this long and and th- his power is not a fun one to have that's the other thing with Dr. Fate and they really translate that wellness movie like this is a burden for him like he can see people dying and stuff like that you know mm. um, but uh yeah, well, the the one line I did like, though, is where they're saying, like, oh, who's going to die? Is it me? Where it says, oh, it, tell me, it's Adam Smasher, right? He goes, surprisingly not. <laughs> even even Pierce like, well, if anybody's going to die, it should have been him. Um, but they're all putting their plan together. All right, we're going to strike here, and we're going to go here. And then all of a sudden, it's like, is Black Adam outside already? Oh, man, <laughs> he's already outside. And basically, they go in to try to save the kid here. And oh, no, the kid's going to die. What are we going to do? And this is the only other part in the movie where <laughs> Eternium hurts Black Adam, but it's never even explained in this scene that it hurts him. Like, you didn't even pick up on it in this viewing. It took me until this viewing to get it. Um, they're basically saying, we're going to kill the kid unless you turn over the crown. Um, she says, fine, just don't kill my son or whatever. And uh, there is uh, a, a nice part here where he's basically... or he, Ishmael reveals he's the heir to the king. The king that died was his great-great-great-great-grandfather or whatever. So, oh, this is my kingdom anyways. I'm getting the crown back. But when they basically go to shoot the kid and The Rock does his, this is the worst slow motion of the movie, his running towards it, <laughs> no, because he actually have the, no. there's a couple of nice split seconds, like some of the shots in here are good, but there's one or two where he is fully CGI rock and he looks as bad as the Scorpion King here yeah. in his dive towards the camera. But it's
0: also weird, um, Like I love the fact like everything here being slow motion, like you've got unforgettable villain putting the crown on, like no. yeah. This is this is just too much here.
1: I just wanted them to cut to a shot of like Adam Smasher just eating that granola bar and slow at <laughs> the same time. <laughs> I want them to cut it like
0: because it looks so much like the Scorpion King from from the Mummy Richards, I just cut to Brendan Fraser going yeah. Rachel <laughs> Wise going <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: And what's his name? Jonathan uh what's the actor's name? Um
0: Jonathan, guy plays Jonathan. Taylor Thomas? Yeah. Jonathan. No,
1: the guy plays Jonathan Oh,
0: Canada. um Hannah. Uh,
1: yeah, he's just he's just stealing pocketfuls of Eternium while this is yeah. going on. It's, Darry-
0: it's not Daryl Hannah. <laughs> that's a woman, the other Hannah.
1: Yeah, John Hannah. John, John Hannah's Hannah. right. John yeah. Hannah. I like. What happened um, to him? Yeah, what did happen to him? He
0: disappeared. He's a good actor.
1: Let's bring him. Brendan will bring him out on stage.
0: Yeah. When he wins the Oscar. Oh, you one thing. Can I just say one thing? Um, the the same cinema. That is showing that showed uh, the room a week or so ago. They're about to do a double, like uh, you can go and watch like a double bill of the Mummy and Mummy Returns. Oh, and like I've never seen it in the cinemas because I didn't see it back in the day. But like I, I just want to go because did you see that thing recently in London where they had like a screening of like the Mummy and Brendan Fraser just showed up and they were yeah. like, ladies and gentlemen. Like I'm just thinking like, well, maybe he's in Australia promoting the way. Like how would that be like? Do I just go to, if I find out in like two weeks time that he <laughs> fucking shows up? And I'm saying this on air right now. I've got the worst luck in the world. But like I'm just <laughs> I'm so tempted to go to this because I just feel like, hmm, is he just going to show up and like, hi, everyone, Brendan Fraser. Like, ah!
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they do something here because like he is an honorary Canadian or I, I don't think he was born here, but he was raised here. Right. But like in, in America, one of the theater chains there is actually doing a day where they're showing four Brendan Fraser movies. You could you could basically purchase admission for a marathon. They're showing school ties, mm. The Mummy the whale and the fourth movie is blast from the past, which oh. what a world we live in where, when we covered this movie, what five, six years ago, our first oh. thing ever, our second movie ever on the Oz network, it was like, nobody ever talks about blast from the past. And now that is one of the four movies they're well, going to show
0: on their marathon for the day. Cause Alicia Silverstone's slowly making a comeback. Cause she was in American oh, yeah. horror, uh, horror story. Uh, one of the episodes I watched. And then didn't she just do uh, didn't she reprise a clueless role in a super bowl ad recently? Yeah um which kind of say makeup does wonders and special effects in that ad because she did not look like that in american horror story so they they really wanted to make her sure she looked like 90s and i'm not trying to disparage alicia silverstone people age i get Brandon fraser doesn't look the same as he does in the 90s but um i like alicia i know you don't but whatever
1: i liked her in blast from the past but uh yeah that's pretty much it um yeah, so he basically stops the bullet. I love Every time he, he there's multiple times in this movie where he catches the bullet. And if he catches a bullet, do you know what I'm thinking of right now? When, when somebody catches a bullet?
0: Um, Somebody catching AIDS? I don't know. No,
1: no. Rush hour blooper. I once caught a bullet oh. with my bare hands. <laughs> I, caught, caught, a, bu- I caught, caught a bullet Spack in my back. <laughs> <laughs> caught your bullet. No, no. Catch. Caught your bullet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to watch those movies.
1: <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, uh, it's not on a list for this year anymore, is no, it? No, we, we we're doing back it. to the
0: future instead. Oh, that's we'll right. We'll do yeah. rush hour next year.
1: Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it for the, the what? 26th anniversary. Actually, now. that's it. It might
0: be on the same stand-up. It might be the John Mulaney does a great little stand-up piece about back to the future and sort of like says it's his favorite movie, but he's like, these movies should not work. And he does like a really good, um, uh, it might be on the same one as the Patrick Stewart. And I'll have to send you the links to them. They're on Netflix. If you have Netflix. You find it.
1: Um, yeah, so we get a Scorpion King thing here. We get him bursting through the Eternium. Um, the, the crown gets put on the guy's head and it basically explodes. The Eternium everywhere explodes. Uh, the boy is hurt. So this also is like, it's it's like even in the scenes he's in, you forget that the son's in it because he's suddenly hurt in this scene. Why is the mother not being like, you, what, you did this to my son? Like, this is where she should be turning on him. So there's a moment later in the movie where she's like, no, he's our champion, you know? That means something, but like she basically said, Oh, my son's hurt now. And it's Black Adam's fault. (laughs) Have some conflict with the characters. Don't have everybody, not everybody has to love you, Rock. Uh, This is where we get him explaining his backstory. The moment that should be the Justice Society pleading to him for him to give himself up. And just out of the blue, he's like, Oh, my son once got hurt too. (laughs) It was actually my son who was the champion, and he gave his powers up to me because my wife died. And then he died right after that, you know, um, and, and I, I think that uh, we mentioned this on the review, too, but not like the little boy son. But when his son, son, when when the son, son in this movie, the Rock's son in 5000 years ago, son, transforms into Black Adam or, or Mighty Adam, I think is what he's actually supposed to be. Uh, that the actor playing the older version of Rock's son at the beginning
0: of this movie
2: Uh, is the same guy who plays Young Rock because the Young Rock
1: TV series is he actually? Oh, I I figured he was Samoan as well. No, there was like
0: they they had a big thing here like um probably the week after we did the review. I think he was on like one of the morning shows here talking about it, and yeah, he's he's an he's an Aussie.
1: U- Uli Latukefu. I'm pretty sure um, he's Aussie.
0: Maybe I'm making that up. No, I'm pretty sure it's, It does say
1: he's Australian, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, well, right. he's... he's right. not, and yeah. he's not actually... Yeah, he's actually not even Simone. He's Tongan and Australian. Um, But, uh, yeah, so he, uh on the Young Rock... The Young Rock TV series is actually very... I'm also seeing that in a whole new light now because, <laughs> you know, all that talk years ago about The Rock should run for president. You know, the Rock TV series, the Young Rock TV series, it basically follows him in four periods of his life. So one episode may be him as a nine-year-old the next episode may be him as a 19 year old and then it may be him as like a 14 year old um this is the guy who plays him as like the teenage uh, or like i guess adult rock like 18 and on um but the scenes in that show where the rock is playing himself is the rock running for president so now I really do feel like this rock vanity project has gone a little too far. because like, people say I should run for president, so I'm gonna make a show where I'm president.
0: I'm thinking, he uh, myself. This Ula. hello, Jamie. Um, sh- he plays. There's a. I don't know if you've ever. We've talked about Chris Lilly before. He's an Australian comedian who does kind of. Oh like, yeah, yeah. You know that, that that he. So one of the ones he did was Jonah from Tonga, and um, obviously, yeah. I remember. Ula I was cool, Chris. Okay, I know the character now. Yeah. Okay. Of
1: course. And it was in Alien Covenant. I don't remember him now.
0: And Doctor Doctor. Famous oh, show here. Oh, great
1: show. Is that a show there?
0: Yeah. Roger Corser. Attractive guy. Jamie would like Roger Corser. Uh,
1: I'm just looking up Doctor Doctor. It was just right like an Cors- Australian
0: drama that was... Oh, she's going to say she up could up. break him. <laughs> oh, and look, he's one, one of the children. Oh, I don't wait, know which Remy. one that one is.
1: Remy, what are you doing here?
0: Remy. Yeah, hi, Remy. I like your shirt, Remy.
1: Hi, Remy. Why don't you go upstairs, Kate? Okay? Can you're... I just say that
0: your three children do just look like mini Collins? It's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> These tiny little Collins running around half Lucky the time. like guys, ah! this is where you're
2: headed. Oh, <laughs> you
0: little guys are Collins. Oh, it's like you've got your own mini me. Mini me's. Mini me's. And I shall call um... them mini me.
1: But um, yeah, this guy on Young he's great on Young Rock too. Um, uh, all the all the Young Rocks are great on Young Rock. Uh, even the Old Rock is great on Old Rock, Young Rock. Old Rock, Young Rock, uh, something like that. Anyways, so his backstory, his son died uh, immediately after he gave the powers up to him. As Jamie shut the lights out on me and I can't read my notes properly anymore. <laughs> uh, oh good, this is why I switched my phone anyway. So he decides he's going to give up his powers here. Oh, I will give him my powers, Shazam, and now his powers are gone. I feel like this should they don't have to be tricking him, but have somebody talking him into this. Don't you, you know, I came to my senses and this, even in the review, I enjoyed everything in the movie up to this point, because at this point, you know, there's like 35 minutes of the movie left and he's given up his powers. It doesn't make for any suspense because you're like, well, he's obviously coming back. Mm. There's a way to do this, like Spider-Man 2, right? He's continually losing his powers throughout the course of the movie. And then just when you think he's got him back, he falls and he hurts his back. You know, oh, my back, my back. That's a good way to do it because you're like, oh, I don't know if the powers are going to work or not. This is like, I'm all powerful. No, I'm going to give up my powers, but you know I'm coming back. Mm -hmm. So everything from this point on until he comes back, you're like, well, this is pointless. And... It's funny because I was talking to somebody who watched the movie and they said, oh, that movie was so boring. And I was saying, I actually really enjoyed it. I just think I had some issues at the end. And they said, oh, you mean the fact that he gives up his powers and then you have to sit there for another 40 minutes when you know he's going to come back in the last 10 minutes? <laughs> I'm like, yes, you got my point. <laughs> so I'm obviously not alone in thinking that. I don't know if you – I don't remember if you even agreed with me on that in the the original one. It just seems like it's a bad choice for story to have him give up powers when you know it's coming back. And it's still quite a bit left in the movie.
0: Yeah, I mean – I don't know if I really commented on that at the time, but no, it's a, it's a, it's a good point. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of these movies where they kind of do that, and you sort of, you know, like James Bond leaves the Secret Service. Well, you know he's gonna come back. Like, I mean, it's just kind of things that they do that to add conflict to it, right? But, um,
1: but like those are things that are done early in the movie, so you know that there's stuff that's gonna happen. This is literally, oh, the guy this whole movie's about. He's giving up his powers, and he's gonna be absent for the next 20 minutes where you watch but all these
0: Superman. Americans. Um, nope. so. Yeah, I mean it is kind of that whole like, oh, we didn't realize we need you and your powers, so come back yeah. and like underwater or something <laughs> like that. Like um I wish I fight every time I said Shazam I turned into one of these things. I wish I had just turned into the rock.
1: Would the rock be your go-to or Zachary Levi?
0: Well, Zachary Levi is fun, but the rock like everyone like uh, if you went down the street and surveyed... has got a bigger dong. If you, if you surveyed, like, ten people and were like, Zachary Levi or, or The Rock, they are like, the rock, the rock, The Rock, The Rock, The Rock, The Rock. Whereas Zachary Zachary, Zachary Levi, I reckon, is quite well hung Colin Hilding. Like, I reckon oh, that man's... I, I bet going, they
1: both are. Well, you know what? You might. I, I would have said The Rock, but with the steroids that man uses, he's got nothing left. He's, he's shorter than Jason Momoa now.
0: Whereas I just also think, like, The Rock, like... Yeah, like, I mean, there's too much upstairs there and not in the head, but, like, <laughs> in the chest that, like, you know, would be scary. Zachary <laughs> Levi, like, he's got the charm of... Per- I'd, I'd rather be good-looking with a Viola good Davis. personality. Oh, God, I'd, who wouldn't? I would say I, Shazam and be Viola Davis. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Shazam, I got a knee <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm Viola Davis. Woo! Like, that's the dream. You know, when you're a kid, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, a doctor or a dentist, like, whatever. Like, I want to be Viola Davis.
1: Did you Did you have any weird things that you wanted to be, like, outside of the usual ones. I'll tell you, my weirdest was I actually said I want to be Jerry Maguire when I, go up. I saw
0: Jerry Maguire. <laughs> so you did want to be Tom Cruise. Um, yes. I don't know. I think I wanted to be a dragon. I wanted to be a dinosaur. <laughs> um, you know, it's shit the kids say. I wanted to be an Olympic athlete. That clearly was always going to be possible. Um, <laughs> I wanted to be funny. Uh, I wanted to have friends. Um, one of these days, maybe. No, nah, nothing really out of the ordinary. I mean, I guess a dinosaur and a dragon's out of the ordinary, but. I legitimately looked into, like, I actually really want, you know, like you want to be an astronaut, right? Every kid says it, but like, yeah. I legitimately researched it. So I'm oh, like, yeah, me too. I knew I had to be a pilot. So I really got into planes. Um, and just like, I, I was full on going to join the Air Force and everything like that. Thank fuck I didn't because I'd be I, the worst person in the <laughs> Army in the Air Force.
1: I have, uh, I have always said my dream job is nothing specific. I mean, astronaut would be my ultimate dream job, but my dream job would be anything at NASA. I, if, if if I could give up everything I have now and work for minimum wage to be the guy who sweeps the floors in Mission Control after hours, I would take that job in a second.
0: You could do it. your kids. You know, Jamie's fine. Um, <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: Look, my, mine was always an athlete of some sort, like an Olympian, Formula One driver, professional athlete. Netball. Net- oh, fuck, I would be. Like, if they weren't so sexist in netball and allowed men to play... <laughs> Um, they do allow men to play, but no one gives a shit about the men. When are the men gonna get equal pay in netball? Huh? We don't talk about that, do we? No, we don't. Um, but yeah, it was be some sort of or was always in a sports commentator slash David Letterman. And maybe somebody yeah. listens to this one day, then maybe I won't get any closer. I don't know.
1: <laughs> and now it's Viola Davis. Oh,
0: what a woman. Seriously. Seriously,
1: you, you look she up is wo- amazing. Wo- if
0: you look up woman in the dictionary, it's just a picture of Viola Davis
1: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> right there what a man woman. it's the rock woman <laughs> is viola davis <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, aliens come to earth hmm, what's a man and a woman Oh, Viola Davis. And the viola rock. davis. <laughs> okay now, there's a celebrity couple imagine them having a baby
1: oh i mean I, I no, i mean i don't think you could ever top the movie where liam neeson and viola davis were banging each other though. what but that's that's the ultimate yeah that movie though
0: who else is viola uh, davis banging like this is just porn
1: Oh, Denzel? She banged Denzel? Who hasn't? She, banged won an, Denzel. she won an Oscar for Ben Dangin and Dang and, dang dang, and Benzel. <laughs> dang and
0: Benzel. The story. Uh, the Woman King. Oh, she in that. Is she good for her?
1: Oh, yeah. She's great in that movie. She's only she 57. doesn't bang John Boyega. Huh.
0: Though. I thought she was older than that. Good for her. <laughs> what?
1: Only 57?
0: She was in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Never heard of it.
1: Wait, that was the Chadwick Boseman one that he didn't win the Oscar for. Oh, went to
0: Hopkins. The one that it's it's not a good
1: about. movie. That, that's a movie where it's like, oh, if you take out two performances, this is
0: a bad movie. Okay. Good for her. Oh, she was nominated for an Oscar for that as well. Ben, come on. No, you're Viola Davis. Shame <laughs> on you. The uh, Oh, she was in Prisoners
1: with Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman. There's two guys. Oh, she
0: was in World Trade Center. She played mother in hospital. Oh. <laughs> Wow, was was she she, just not famous in 2006? Like the Nicolas Cage movie World Trade Center. (laughs) It actually isn't that bad. Um, like she played Mother in Hospital. That was the Viola Davis in 2006. Wow.
1: I just looked at this, got really excited. Like she was in Lilo and Stitch and I realized it's Lila and Eve with Jennifer Lopez. She was in Eve Pray Love. Uh, she banged Julia Roberts and he, <laughs> a,
0: like, I, I love Ryan Murphy's TV credits I've never seen his films so um, Oh she was in another 9-11 movie Extremely Loud and incredible. What is it Viola Davis in oh, yeah? 9-11 Like she's just like I want
1: to be in 9-11 stuff Because the terror If the, Viola Davis was actually there the terrorists wouldn't have bombed anything Exactly Oh she was in Judging oh, Amy
0: What Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> she was in NYPD Blue She played woman <laughs> Woman. <laughs> she, <laughs> she was in Bad on. She was in third watch. Actually, I knew she was, on. was in third watch.
1: <laughs> forget, forget that. Which one does she play woman? Uh, in
0: NYPD Blue. Um, we have
1: discovered this lit. She literally is the dictionary definition of woman, because she not only made the movie "The Woman King," but she played a character just called Woman.
0: Yeah, well, and actually, we're making
1: we're making a show here, and we are going to cast Woman. I um, all women. This is all women.
0: I got a little bit excited then pretending not to. I do remember now covering the episode when we did Third Watch. She plays like a mediator between Kim Raver and Eddie Sibrian when they're trying to fight over their children. Um, and I remember going like, "Oh my god, it's Viola Davis." Third Watch, a lot of Academy Award winners: J.K. Simmons, Helen Mirren is in it. Chadwick Boseman, well, he didn't win one, but like his first ever acting role is in Third Watch. So there you go. Third Watch, groundbreaking. Viola Davis, and it wasn't just woman; and it, she had a name.
1: Hey, have, have you seen the First Lady yet?
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. I yeah, it's good. We talked about it a bit last year. She's okay as Michelle Obama. She's just it's it's the lip but who thing. does she
1: bang in it is my question who's who's obama
0: um a guy who's pretty good as obama um <laughs> i can't remember the
1: new the new e-god is you gotta win an emmy a grammy an oscar a tony and you gotta bang viola davis well
0: i got if you do all five of those things you are better than any we, we should do like it's the first lady got cancelled but like i mean you got to think about who's in that film colin viola davis guy who plays brax pretty good aaron eckhart and michelle pfeiffer and of course Kiefer Sutherland's banging Jillian Anderson. So, I mean, what's up? And also, Kiefer, can I just point out, now that he's doing this freaking crypto thing, which I love, because he's on billboards in Sydney right now. Next time I see a billboard, like one of those electronic billboards, you just see Kiefer's face holding a phone up. Like, oh, I, I want your Bitcoin, Kiefer. I don't know what you're doing, but I'll, I'll buy it. Good on you, Kiefer. All
1: right. So, yes, Viola Davis. All right, let's get through um, this, Colin. It's two hours and seven minutes. This is this this going be, be to so be quick. This is going to be quick now. Um, so, they uh, have taken him to a Black Ops site somewhere in the Arctic, I'm guessing, uh, and it's all underwater, and we get a connection to Viola Davis here because somebody from Peacemaker shows up to deliver two lines. So, obviously, James Gunn had some type of say in this movie at some point. I actually do think that—I'm not saying that they're going to continue all of the, the Black Adam universe, but—, but James Gunn's kind of all but said Shazam is one of the things that's like we're not doing anything with Shazam. like not that we're not doing anything but we're not Shazam's not going anywhere. We're going to keep making these cuz I know that Zachary Levi is like BFFs with uh James Gunn and uh obviously James Gunn knowing this is right around the time that whole controversy of the rocks taking over the DCU but it was actually James Gunn. James Gunn had enough say to put one of his characters from Peacemaker in this movie. Uh, who didn't need to be in here. This could have been anybody. In fact, it took me, I had to rewind. I'm like, is that the girl from Peacemaker? And, and it's a blonde suicide woman, squad? Right? The blonde, yeah. Yeah. But like, it's so blink and you miss it. But obviously there's some type of, and, and they have come out and said, oh, we're still talking. You know, it's not like I'm done. The Rock is canceled i think that they'll probably eventually just do james gunn will have the common sense to talk the rock into doing black adam versus shazam for a third shazam movie
0: That's I, I, I think, think it's going to be one of these things where it's all like oh reboot 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 we're never having these people we're never having those people and then in five ten years time like it will be like boof henry cavill like you know it's just it's literally well, like what we're getting with michael keaton right now sh- coming back or like you and, know Tony mcguire and Andrew. like it's just, it's gonna happen
1: and I, here's the thing a, a lot of people are gonna assume that the flash is just copying spider-man but like the Flash was filming before... The Flash had been delayed for three years. So yeah. this thing is done. It was in the can before Spider-Man away came out. But the the newest trailer for The Flash, like you're seeing yeah. different Flashes in that as well. And this all started, I think it was like four years ago when the TV Crisis on Infinite Earths, when, when Brandon Routh came back to play Superman and Tom Welling came back to play Superman and you had the Superman and Lois Superman. That was the first like multiverse crossover, like long before Marvel or DC even thought about Flasher. Uh, Spider-Man. And in that Christ on Infinite Earths, one of the last scenes is Ezra Miller appearing before the TV version of The Flash. So they've been setting this up from the beginning. Like, I honestly believe when they say this is going to be the reboot, that's what they're intent. This, this is going to sort of split off. These are all the different universes. Some of our movies are going to take place in the Viola Davis universe, which has now been renamed. Some of them will take place in the Robert Pattinson universe. And then one day you will have them meet together. Like, I think that's the ultimate plan they have, which is probably why Henry Cavill was okay with Taking a back seat for now, and that's probably why you know of these other people like Gal Gadot are like, oh, you're not recasting Wonder Woman, you're just doing Wonder Woman prequel series. So fine, I, I, you're gonna eventually use him one day. It'll lead to that ten years down the road.
0: Yeah, uh, I I agree. I think like it's that clever way you can make all things relevant. And can I just say in that flash trailer, uh, obviously you see Michael Keaton, great, but there's a scene where you've got Batman on like the bike. Is that the Christian Bale yeah. bike? Is that what oh, they're meant yeah. to be? Is that what I they're meant to be alluding to?
1: there's a lot of people talking now it's like that's the bat the dark knight yeah uh bite bat cycler or whatever so there's rumors starting now if if it happens then i i, I will die a happy man i that's just it. want them
0: like only like, like, now again even clooney like even fucking clooney Bring anything me in. Yeah. like you know i'd like but the, like i I'd don't the, overdo it but. no but like the, the one thing i would like and we're getting sidetracked we want to finish this movie but like it's it is that thing of you know, we talked about it in Spider-Man and sort of like, Oh, well you didn't bring back like Topher Grace or you didn't bring back, you know, James Franco. So there were a couple missing, but like, I think that I would like them to come out of that and like, yeah, Michael Keaton, all that sort of that you're connecting that world. Great. But like, like the one that I would love them is connect Joker and connect Robert Pattinson Batman, because that's kind of where it's a bit annoying and frustrating for me that you've kind of got these two other worlds out there. Like, Mm -hmm. I know there's been a lot of talk recently this week about the the joke one with Lady Gaga, because Lady Gaga released like a screenshot of it and, You know, it sounds exciting, but then it's like, well, how does that connect into this? And then you got Robert Pattinson. Mm -hmm. That's where it's a bit annoying. So I hope that The Flash does that, so that you go, oh, one timeline. G'day, Robert. Oh, whoops, wrong door. Oh, boom. G'day, Joaquin. Oh, wrong door. Okay, cool. They're connected. Move on.
1: Yeah, I honestly believe that this movie, because we see in most of the clips of that trailer, there are multiple Ezra Millers. Yeah. I I believe that we're going to have Batman at the beginning of the movie. We're going to have Michael Keaton... In the second half of the movie, and maybe we'll get a couple cameos, but I don't think you should overdo it. I mean, like is
0: he's, Mr. Freeze. This.
1: Oh, that would be amazing! <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. I'm free, gonna... <laughs> and he would do it. I mean, he's doing it. Have you seen the commercials he's doing now for some online video game? I haven't like seen it. Like megatanks.com or something. Oh, let's be honest. It's, it's, it's a hilarious commercial. He's basically promoting some online video game, Um, not even like an Xbox game, but like download Mega Tanks on your. Android oh, actually, I have seen that
2: actually. At
1: least Kevin can get
0: Bitcoin, Arnie. Like, what are you doing?
1: Anyways, wrapping up this movie. So, yeah, he's held in this prison. It's underwater. And this is another one of the few ties to Shazam where they're basically saying he's underwater. He can't say the word Shazam because that was the one point where it didn't work for Billy in Shazam when he was trying to say it and his head was being dunked in the, the water or whatever. Uh, so some loose connections here um the uh they're all celebrating oh black adam's dead let's all give ourselves a pat on the bat uh they give a cape to the little boy here why is he excited because his hero is now locked up for life i don't know um and ishmael who thought was dead during that explosion because you saw a corpse with a crown on it his body starts to regenerate and this is where angelina and everybody is like wait a second what if it's actually death is the path to life <laughs> and then the like, hold on if it was the Underworld, everything would be backwards. And this is, this is the Mr. Enigma. <laughs> That's this moment in this movie. We're getting a lot of these in this month here. Um, so they're realizing, oh, this is basically reversed. He wanted himself to die. Uh, now we get to him, Ishmael in the Underworld. And Sabak is the the demon or whatever. And he's basically, we give you the powers. You are our champion now. Uh, and Sabak is a, one of the villains from the Shazam. I mean, I haven't read a lot of things, but he's in the Shazam comics as well. So, this is an actual villain but we are now in the last half hour of the movie before the villains introduced and you're using a character that everybody keeps forgetting as part of this movie not that exciting um we we do get uh another part here with hawkman and um dr fate about the just tell me how i die or whatever uh or tell me if it was me who died and he says okay yes it was you who died or whatever so now we think he's gonna die uh the actual scene is coming up it's handled really well um uh, this is really bad though when when Sabak comes to life, <laughs> destroys everything. They're on the ship and there's a, a beeping on the computer. So, what is it? It's Sabak. The readout tells me so. Wait, you looked at a computer and said, oh, there's the Sabak blip. <laughs> Wait for this to come on, hold on. How do you look at the computer? This is basically the button that does everything. Oh, the computer's saying it's Sabak. The the Sabak blip Sabacc. is
0: heading towards the Sabak blip and I think we are the Sabak blip.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly galaxy quest yeah but like you have programmed this thing from the beginning to recognize an ancient demon that you didn't realize could even be resurrected like this is a thing on your computer i don't understand that um now we get the justice society having a fight with Sabak. uh we have hawkman at this point thinking that he's gonna die and I, I love how this is handled where he's like hey well i have to die i'm gonna go out with a blaze of glory and then all of a sudden, Dr. Fate interferes. He puts that barrier up and he says, you know, oh, wait, but you saw me die. And he says, I did see you die, but I also saw that there's an alternate option under her. which actually nicely ties back to that. I wish there was a third option line they had earlier.
2: Hmm.
1: So I think of all the the subplots in this movie, like I actually will, will go as far as say, I think that the Dr. Fate Hawkman who's going to die story is handled better than a Black Adam story arc. You know, uh, Black Adam is great to watch in the fights, but I mean, there's not much story arc. There's not even an option to really do a story arc there. Um, so, Dr. Fate's gonna have the fight here with Sabak, and we get him, obviously, multiplying himself and everything, and while he's doing this, he also projects himself to Black Adam, he gives him a pep talk, he breaks him out of prison, uh, another thing that really just doesn't make any sense here, other than the fact that you need to have the longest slow-motion shot ever, to the point where when Black Adam finally emerges and says Shazam, I again forgot, I'm like, oh, he already got out, because you show him getting out of the tank... He has this mask on. All he has to do is remove the mask right there and say "Shazam!" and then he just flies up. But instead, he's like, "Oh, let me keep the mask on. Yeah. Dive into the water, slowly swim to the <sighs> surface, where he should be dead." And you just assume he's there, so the fight continues on. And they keep cutting back and forth, and by the time they actually cut back to him, I'm like, "Wait, he's still in the water? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you wasting your time for?" But of course, it is the slowest slow motion shot in the history of film here. Um. And uh, Doctor Fate's barrier drops, so the the rest of the Justice Society comes in and um, was trying to rescue him. But uh, Doctor Fate's killed. Uh, oh no, he's dead. Poor Pierce. Uh, you do get the a, a good slow motion shot here with some box going towards the throne, and the three remaining, like Atom Smasher, Cyclone, and uh, uh, Hawkman, are all just diving towards it. They're no, no. it is isn't cool them all diving towards it and everything. Uh, he's gonna put on the crown. Oh no. Uh, and then oh guess what happened now a skeleton army just came to life if this hadn't been the last 10 minutes of this movie There might be some tension, but we're gonna kill even more tension to this because the skeleton army is gonna come to life You're gonna have Angelina and uncle player who are Don't worry. We'll take these on no non-violence for you son. Don't listen to black <laughs> Adam. I want non-violence for you There's better things you could do. I know I'll go start a rebellion. So he goes he does his diamond cutter He rallies the troops we have more slow motion as they're still diving towards the throne, I think, as the skeletons are still slowly coming towards Angelina and brother player here. And just before any fighting happens, Black Adam shows up and the skeletons don't even fight. Like, why did we do all that slow motion and then no action happens? I wanted to see Jason versus the Argonauts, like, <laughs> baby, come back and he's swinging <laughs> a sword and chopping skeletons in pieces and we don't even get
0: it. So like his poor skeletons alive? were cast, like poor Calissa Flockhart was cast in this movie. <laughs> and she's just kind of hard to get to do anything.
1: It's just a waste because you're like, oh, this is gonna be really cool, and then nothing happens because the rock's ego took over and he's the only one who can take part in the climax. Where what does he do in the climax? He fights Sabak briefly. He uh you think Hawkman dies, but then you find out it's just an illusion because he was able to use the helmets for some reason. He's able to use the helmet before the helmet just disintegrates. I, I guess it's supposed to be like Dr. Fate's spirit is still alive and he allowed him to use it or something. I don't know. Um, we get uh, the statue getting leveled and, Oh, Adam Smasher has to do one thing in the movie. Cause you think black Adam catches the statue, but instead it was Adam Smasher who caught it. So they could have one line at the end where he said, I think we work together as a team nicely because you <laughs> caught one thing because the rock has to take over for this entire climax here. Uh, we do get the final payoff of the man in black line is tell them the man in black sent you uh, as he rips the man's head in half. So at least we get one vicious act from Black Adam at the end here as he rips a man's head in half. Uh I, I, I like the Doctor of Fate helmet. It like I said. And then we have this heroic ending where they're like, oh, we're the champion. They're all chanting, Black Adam! Black Adam! Or whatever it is they're chanting. Don't have everybody cheering for him. You, you can't be intimidated by a guy that nobody's afraid of. Have people be afraid of him. Or just have the mother and the son say we're, it's the Dark night ending. Everybody else is coming to get Batman because he's the villain. But they're like, no, 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 we know that he's a hero. Everybody else is going to think he's a villain. Um, and uh, we get that pose, which I said is like probably the most famous Black Adam comic book pose of him sitting like all heroically on the throne and everything. For <laughs> Here's a bad one line or two. He goes, ah. Oh, that looks like a comfortable throne. It's like, what are you going to do now? And it's like, uh, I know. And he just flies up in the air and smashes the throne. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> he needed another rock smash. <laughs> rock smash, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we end with the line. as says, oh, I'm thinking Teth Adam is a little too old-fashioned. So what should we call you? Boom, Black Adam appears on the screen. But it's movie's over.
0: Most awkward, like, zooming ever. Because it's just like... It hangs enough on his face where he's kind of like, oh, ha, ha, he's going to say it or it's going to come the out. Just short like, of the eyebrow. It's like literally, like, it's like a. I swear it's like a 50-second scene. It's like, we get it. You're Black Adam. Roll yeah. well, credits. <laughs> we get it, Rock. We get it. Like, you see there in the background going, and zoom in on my perfectly chiveled, chiseled jaw and face. <laughs> um, do you want me to go through this and we can talk about the Henry Cavill well, scene separately because that's just amazing? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, cover that. I don't have much to it, say. So. There's lots of action There's blowing up shit. Um, again, like it just goes back to my point where it's just like, this goes on for so long and it's just, what are the stakes here? Like all of a sudden random guy that we forgot is the devil. And like, but even then, like, what, what is he trying to do? I will get to the crowd and take over Narnia. Like, why do we care about this little country? Like at least one thing I'll say with Black Panther, at least you kind of care about Wakanda. Like, I mean, it's sort of, there's enough there. We can like, okay. Yeah. Wakanda. Yeah. I'm on board. Like, this is what? Is this kind of meant to be the Wakanda of DC? Like, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's just like. I mean, it's fictional, but. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to say like, oh, evil people take over, you know, whatever. But, I mean, Black Adam's meant to be evil and people are chanting yeah. him. Like, I mean, how do we know that? old oh, devil, man. He's not going to improve it. Like, he could be like, oh, exactly, free dental for everyone, He was going to give you guys
1: dental. <laughs> yeah,
0: he could be a good leader. Like, uh, there should be an election. I think Black Adam 2 should be the election. Devil versus Black Adam. They have a, <laughs> a debate.
1: Devil's like, but, but I was going to give you a four-day work week, guys. <laughs> Come on.
0: <laughs> well, let's not even talk about Black Adam's healthcare policy. Oh, boo. Objection, <laughs> objection. Um, Fighting, whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, and just this this because again this guy just gets turned into the devil so late when you're just like oh he's evil might yeah. like but i mean like seriously the devil like i mean you might as well just turn him into hitler like cliche come on like i don't know and
1: at least with wonder woman they turn they reveal Ares with enough time left in the movie that you get to see her fight Ares yeah and basically struggle with him and then come back and fight him again yeah the only time black item fights this guy is the end of the movie so he's never had a chance to be built up as a threat if if we saw him emerge and he suddenly starts just stepping on buildings and he manages to kill, I don't know, Adam Smasher and Cyclone or whatever, and he kills everybody and the and Doctor Fate can somehow bring them back to life. Just show him doing something menacing. We the only thing we see this guy do is lose to Black Adam. Yeah. So you can't even feel like this is a big threat for the final fight. When you haven't seen him against anybody other than Black and
0: Adam. and the crown gets destroyed, right? So like,
1: once when the, he rips his head in half, I guess.
0: Well, yeah, okay, cool, but uh, I don't know, but uh, whatever. Yeah, just it's, it's that awkward moment at the end where they're just zooming on his face. Well, what shall we call you? Which, like, we'll get to this end scene, but like within two seconds later, when you straight away call him Black and it's like, okay, well, you just took away that massive like reveal. Like, I mean, yeah, but um, yeah, the end, the end bit, the best bit of the whole All movie. Right.
1: So before I get to the end bit, I want to mention the two things I I alluded to earlier, the things that would have tied this more to the rest of the DCEU that I'm guessing they forced them to take out. And this might explain a little bit more about the rocks insistence on having Henry Cavill in this movie. Um, Just to put it out there, Henry Cavill was never officially out as Superman, like never officially out Mm. Uh, him appearing in this movie had more to do with the fact that what plans do you have for me? Give me a plan. So, him coming on here probably meant he was made some promises. Yes, we're going to do something big. And the scene is obviously meant to set up. But before we even get to that, the two things that they actually made them cut from this movie that were shot. One is this intergang that the terrorist organization, when I said, how do they get all their technology? Uh, it's, it was explained in the movie originally that this is technology that basically Darkseid, who's been defeated, is like, I'm going to start planting my own little cells here and there. And he essentially gave intergang the power for their technology Because he's like, I'm going to start to disrupt the world, you know, which would have obviously set up, okay, if we ever intend to bring Darkseid in the future. Um, The second thing was that the end of this movie was going to actually show Dr. Fate's helmet. Uh, There was going to be like a post-credit scene with Dr. Fate's helmet in the middle of the desert, just showing up in the middle of the desert. And some unknown person picks it up, setting up, okay, we're going to go somewhere Dr. Fate now, too. So two things that they made them cut Timothy Dalton. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> how would that have been? Lazy, <laughs> lazy oh.
0: That would be the greatest reveal ever—that you just see random figure. I'm picking up a helmet. What could this be? <gasps> oh, I've missed
1: you, old buddy. <laughs> Even you
0: would lose your shit at that.
1: Oh, well, I I told you before when when they did like the a whole episode build up where somebody's narrating a Doctor Who episode and all of a sudden they zoom out and you see it was Timothy Dalton. Like I applauded when Timothy Dalton oh. did a Doctor Who. So it would be great. But like, yeah, they they obviously, there was a lot of inner fighting here that The Rock was obviously not aware of what was going on. I think that he was maybe partly delusional thinking, well, I'm pulling these strings and getting them Henry Cavill back, when it was more than likely they're like, well, we're going to be doing something new anyways. And they essentially said, well, we want to cut this, we want to cut this. He's like, well, you got to give me something. I need something to to secure the future. And I'm sure they had the best intention. Like James Gunn saying, nothing's decided. This isn't all that we're announcing is his backdoor way of saying if Aquaman does well, if Blue Beetle does well, if Flash does well, there's potential to continue using those. I'm sure they had the intentions if Black Adam does well enough, we'll keep him around. But they essentially made him cut two things that would have tied it to the bigger DCU and then gave him something else that they knew wasn't going to work.
0: Which I just think in a weird way, like as much as you might, you know, the Rock Vanity Project, like if he's at least... Like, by him saying, like, I'm saving the EU like, yeah, a bit arrogant, but, like, I mean, I guess he's doing it with good intentions. Like, going back to your point where you yeah, said, well, like, he was on board with this before, you know, Henry Cavill and all that sort of stuff back in the day. Like, he was obviously passionate enough about this to try and get it to a point where, you know, no no one in DC is going to come out and say, like, well, no one really gives a shit about us, I only care about Marvel, but we're trying, people. Like, I mean, at least, like, he would, he's trying his best to do it. Because, I mean, in also all fairness, like, I mean, if something's, like maybe consider dying even though we've proved it's not really like if you get the biggest actor in the world tied to it like i mean i'm sure even marvel when they saw the rock like even marvel would have been like oh i wish we had gotten the rock like you know yeah.
1: but like i i don't think that they would have said no lose the dark side connection lose the doctor fate helmet being picked up but we'll give you henry cavill mm. if they cuz everybody's all upset well why did they string him along the, i think this scene kind of just proves you haven't seen the last of Henry Cavill. We're doing yeah. something different for now, but you'll see him again. Because if they said, we want to remove Dark Side, we want to remove this, but we'll give you Henry Cavill, there's no way that they do that unless it was essentially. We will bring him back at some point in the future. It's just, it's not in our, it's not in the, the plans that you think you have.
0: It's also like going back to James God All oh, those movies were never connected. They were all like, I mean, hello. I mean, like, very connected. What, you how made is this not connected? connected? <laughs> how is this not connected at all? Like, I mean, you've got the mm. biggest name in all of the DCEU The Rock, next to Superman. Uh, so I think that that joke failed. Where is it? Uh, <laughs> oh <laughs> shit, that's the wrong button. Oh, what was it? Is that, <laughs> that was, another one uh, of your fart effects? What's happened? Um, anyway let's talk about this thing because holy crap I shat myself
1: all right so now I had heard rumors it was going to happen I sort of suspected they're going to have him appear when they had the Superman's face getting burned off like probably not going to happen I think when you see Amanda Waller that's again brilliant way of fooling the audience because Amanda oh Amanda Waller is the cameo and the scene where she's basically saying okay I'm giving you one last chance. Don't mess around with us because we'll we'll find a way to stop you. And he says, who on this earth is going to stop me? He's like, maybe we'll have to call in somebody not from this earth. And then you see, you hear the voice before you see it where he says, oh, I uh, hear you've been up to some trouble over here. And then you get the slow zoom up and what do they play? They play uh, da, the da, da, most da, da, iconic <laughs> superhero theme of all time. Uh, the real Superman theme, we get Henry Cavill and he says, I think we have someone to talk about Black Adam or whatever. And then boom, that's it like nothing was more exciting in this movie than seeing Henry Cavill. And there's been a lot of talk about how this was, oh, it was was used as a a trick to get an audience to see a movie that wasn't going to do well otherwise. There weren't that many people. Nobody is going to shell out 15 bucks to say, oh, I want to see if Henry Cavill appears. You search Google for that if you don't care about the movie. So it, it would have nothing to do with the box of performance. This is another reason why I think there is going to be an ultimate plan going forward that fits in with what James Gunn's doing where Henry Cavill will come back. But this was the moment where the entire theater was like, <gasps> and we just saw Ant-Man uh, quantum mania the other night. And again, not giving away anything about the the movie, but we've come off of multiple Marvel movies where everybody is leaving the theater now before the post-credit scenes, nobody left for the post-credit scenes for quantum mania. Um, it was the the first time in two years, other than black Adam that I've seen people actually stick around for post-credit scenes because this scene made people stick around and there's no other credit scene after this. This is it. But this is the highlight in the entire movie. I mean, you got Viola Davis and Henry Cavill and The Rock all in one scene. And just the ideas that went through my head about where they could go with this. Of course, I still wanted Shazam. It still kind of bothered me. that, I'm like, does this mean they're not going Shazam? But like, you can't imagine a bigger matchup than Black Adam and The Rock. And sadly, we're probably never going to get it now.
0: I just I just wanted Henry Cavill to rock out here. He's got a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We've got to talk. Um, but like, yeah, I... <laughs> Like, when this scene was coming on and, like, when she sort of alluded to, you know, something off this planet, I was kind of like, oh, no, they're not going to have Henry. I honestly thought it was going to be Shazam. And I would have been equally excited. I would have been cool to kind of have, like, yeah. Shazam, you know, rock up here. But, like, it's sort certain- I mean,
1: it's Shazam? But they just stop before they get to his face and then all of a sudden... Ramon's start playing.
0: Yeah, it's just the trope. It's the Spider-Man of what the... Like, that's the trope they do in Shazam one. But, like, it was, like, epic. And, like, because, I mean... You know, this is really, like, I know Zack Snyder's Justice League had him in it, but then with some reshoots. But technically, it's the first appearance of him since Justice League 2017, if you really think about it. um, So, so good. So epic. And just looking at, like, this is the first, is this the first time we've fully seen him in this type of Superman suit? Because this wasn't the Man of Steel this, suit. This wasn't actually the Justice it is. League, is it? Because oh, it looks shiny. Yeah, I think it's
1: because it's shot. So, that was one of the trivia bits I read, that Henry Cavill insisted that he wear the Man of Steel suit because that was he's like that was the nostalgia for me he says i wanted the way i came into superman to be the one i wore here because he thought at this point you know th- this is gonna go big places i'm back now um and he wanted this kind of be like the rebirth of superman which is why he used man of steel but you're right it does look different i, I think it's because it's so dark
0: i um i also like this idea and again this is maybe where it's going to be disappointing moving forward because i think a sequel and this sort of thing setting up makes it more exciting is I like this idea that you've kind of got this superhero or villain who is like, you have to stay in this one area. Like if you leave this area, Mm -hmm. you know, Superman's going to come in and kick your ass. So, I mean, that's kind of, again, like similar to like Justice League, well, let's have a league of our own and stuff like that. Like there's certain things where it's kind of disappointing that we're probably never going to see it. But um, yeah, I mean, this scene was, yeah, I had no clue. I was like, (gasps) I think it was like three people in my cinema. But um, yeah, this got me excited. This uh, this got me buzzing. Like there he is, there's Henry.
1: <laughs> oh, he so saw got caught Jamie buzzing. <laughs> Still
0: <laughs> straight away, Colin Carr. Now, what about the kids? Leave them.
1: Um, yeah. So uh, sadly, nothing did come of this because it was almost immediately. And again, a lot of this was promotion too, because this talk about how the movie bombed and everything. Um, The Rock basically spent two or three weeks arguing with people on social media when they would say the movie bombed. He's like. Our movie has made like, you know, a, a couple hundred million dollars. It's just, this is overhype. It's a problem with when The Rock is kind of the one who went out there championing, this is the rebirth of the DCU. This is a new start. This is what's going to lead to everything great to come. You've now set this up as a movie that can't fail. If if they had just promoted this as another DCU movie, they'd be like, oh, this movie was very successful. But it's actually kind of The Rock's fault that people are considering this a bomb because, Overall box office, we'll get to in a second. Like it did very well. It, it did, you know, not quite as well as the other superhero movies that came out this year. But for a movie that not a lot of people knew a lot about that came out in October, and you know, obviously the Rock, the Rock, this was like still the biggest opening, non Fast and Furious opening of his career. You know, is still fantastic. In fact, let's just talk about the box office now because this is, I guess, why it killed the franchise. Um, so overall box office, uh, North America, the thing makes um, 160 million dollars. This is a movie with about a $200 million budget. Worldwide box office made just shy of $400 million, so very successful. Uh, Opening weekend, I I think that the projections for this were like, we're hoping it'll do about $70 million. And its opening weekend is $67 million, so right on target. Uh, It opened ahead of Ticket to Paradise with George Clooney and Julia Roberts, which... I saw the trailer for that. I'm like, man, I really want to watch this movie, but uh, I, I still haven't gotten around somebody to it. I, somebody, I
0: think it. said they saw it like on a plane or something like that reason. They said it was terrible, but uh filmed
1: in oh, Australia. Well, I, I, I want to see bad George Clooney again. you been good for see bad
0: Julia Roberts.
1: It, uh, let's see bad. Anything. We saw bad rock. Let's see bad. Anything. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it does very well in its opening weekend. Uh, I'm actually curious. Just skipping ahead to the following weekend. It was number one for the second weekend, $27 million. So, drop, which is about normal for superhero movies and everything. Um, Did good business. Number one for three weekends in a row, 18 million. So there's no way this movie is a bomb. Uh, The overall box office for the year uh, is where you compare it to other superhero movies and you're like, well, maybe it didn't do as well uh, because it was the uh, 10th highest grossing film of the year just ahead of Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, a movie that I sort of saw this afternoon just below Sonic the Hedgehog. But like you have this jump of Black Adam, the 10th highest grossing domestic film of the year, $168 million. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, $190 million. And then the 8th highest grossing, Thor Love and Thunder, $343 million. I find it very hard to judge any movie when we're still obviously in the pandemic era, where your 8th highest grossing film of the year can actually make twice as much as your ninth highest grossing film made film of the year. There were essentially only 8 movies last year that probably turned a profit. And can you even say they turned a profit? Because half of these movies were sitting on the shelf for who knows how long. I mean, I think in the end, Top Gun Maverick and Avatar are like the only two movies that are legitimately probably made a profit. Maybe Black Panther as well. But um, still, 10th overall box office, not bad. It's just it they built the universe up too high. At least that's what I think. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that.
0: No, I'm just looking here that poor Puss in Boots. I mean, what's a better film, Puss in Boots or Black Adam?
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't get to watch all of Puss in Boots, but the 40 minutes that I saw before I started having to guard the door for my son running out... Uh, it was actually a lot better than I expected because I've only seen the first two Shrek movies. I've never seen anything else. Um Don't so, tell yeah, no it of that. now, yeah, wasn't bad. Hope they're all fit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, Puss in Boots, a decent movie, and that made 162 million dollars. Like that's crazy. Because I remember when that came out, I think it opened opposite Avatar, and people were like. Oh, Puss in Boots bombed, and there you go, $162 That That's just evidence. Unless you made
0: $343 million, How is that, anything last year is a bomb. I feel that is the least promoted movie ever to make that amount of money because I didn't even realize yeah. when you said, I'm going to see Puss in Boots. I'm like, there's another Puss in Boots? Like, yeah, exactly. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> this is a Shrek franchise. This is a cash cow, right, for for DreamWorks.
1: Um, so I guess we'll go through reviews. I mean, critically, this I think, say 38% of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it opened, like, around the 40% range. So it was, from the beginning, not great reviews. I feel like this one's a little bit more justified for the bad reviews because uh, the reviews weren't as, like, ridiculously harsh as what you get with um, you know, the DCU movies, uh, for the most part. Um, so one of the reviews here, it just says, somebody from the website, Black Adam may end up pointing the way to an exciting future for DC films, but as a standalone experience, it's a wildly uneven letdown. Uh, we have um, uh, Mar- Maya Phillips in the New York Times... Called it dull, listless superhero movie that hits all the expected touchstones of the genre under the guise of a transgressive new anti-hero story. Um, I, I almost read that as uh, transgressive as like transgender. I was about uh, to say. Speaking of which, well, speaking of which, do you know that the Cyclone is actually a transgender um uh actress or actor or a they them, whatever you want to call it? No. Oh. Uh this movie, like we may have mentioned on the review, but maybe the most uh multicultural cast that we've ever seen in a superhero film. Mm. Like Black Panther is not necessarily multicultural. You got a lot of representation. Same thing with Shang-Chi. But, uh, I mean, you've got uh, Pierce Bros in this movie. I don't even know what ethnicity the guy who plays Adam Smasher is. But then you've got transgender, black, they, them. You got Aldous Hodge, black actor. You got a Samoan... Um... Uh, whatever dwayne johnson egyptian Samoan whatever, whatever. <laughs> well because he he literally has a little bit of everything in him which is why like he identifies as Samoan, but he's like no he's actually got he's actually technically part canadian even too or part his Kiwi. Canadian.
0: he grew up a bit in new zealand as well yeah
1: like his dad's zealand? canadian his dad's canadian so he even has like canadian citizenship or something um and, and then you got uh what's her name the angelina in this movie she's like part iranian i think or something like that um like hugely multicultural cast in this movie and obviously takes place in the middle east that doesn't get enough credit um but uh yeah not very good critically um imdb reviews we're gonna go with a 10 star one for this one right
0: absolutely he was born in sorry born in california grew up in new zealand um the rock did yeah
1: i mean he couldn't have grown up there very long because like the the young rock tv show has them mostly living in hawaii
0: Gro Johnson briefly lived in New Zealand where he played rugby, attended before, before oh, primary school, then he returned to the US. His mother's Samoan. His dad is Black Nova Scotian. Yeah. There you go. Um, um, all right. So what I've was a question? Uh, Sorry, I was paying attention. Oh, I'm just going to... Ten-star uh, reviews, 10 yes. Ten-star review. yeah. Yes. Can I just ask, so, before you do on that, just for the reviews, uh, this was the lowest rating Rotten Tomatoes DCEU movie since Justice League. So this got 38%. So everyone who was complaining about, oh, they're so crap, I mean, every movie from Justice League onwards got more than, even Wonder Woman 84 yeah. got a 58%. So this is I mean, the third lowest in terms of uh, Rotten Tomatoes, only beating Batman and Superman 29%, fuck off, and Suicide Squad 26%, fuck off.
1: And like, if we were to look at, like, say, the last five DCEU movies. I'm pretty sure they're 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 hitting a better average right now than Marvel after Ant Man and Thor: Love and Thunder and uh, Eternals' terrible reviews. Like, Ant Man's getting bad actually... reviews.
0: Thanks for ruining that for me. I haven't Ooh. seen. I haven't seen any. Again,
1: it's no, no judgment on the movie. I, you'll hear my judgment eventually, but it's it, it's currently I think ranked just barely higher than the Eternals oh, and lower man. than Thor: Love and like, Thunder. I always.
0: Like I always bonds. like to avoid any reviews and anything before I see a movie. So thanks for ruining that for me. But I'll I'll make my oh. own mind up.
1: Hey, I made my own mind up. Um, I, I wasn't I actually I liked knowing that it got bad reviews because I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna go in with too high expectations, and then maybe you're surprised. Uh, anyways, so somebody had very high expectations that lived up to it is Afra Jamjad, uh, who wrote probably the week this movie came out. This movie is absolutely roller coaster of action. I love just the missing words that change the English language. <laughs> the movie is absolutely roller coaster of action, epic cinematography. The no no pause yet. The pacing of the film is best. Space, period, space. The origin story of Black Adam, with an N on the end, needed to be put on the big screen. Space, space, period, space. So many Esther eggs, so many surprises are in this movie. Space, period, space. Being a DC fan, I can't be more happy seeing the DC is back to track. Kudos to Rock for making certain things possible. Space, period, space. Don't let the critics fool you. This movie is a masterpiece. Just watch and decide for yourself. Space, period, space. The Rock was born to play this role, and he absolutely nailed it. Space, period, space. JSA is amazing, especially Dr. Fate. Man, he is perfect. (laughs) Now, they got one thing right. Black Adam deserves a billion dollars at box office. What's JSA? Um, Justice Society of America.
0: Oh, right. I like, um... Where, where is it? Critics Just Hate DC by Mario Alvarez Pineda. I really do think that it has become a trend to hate on DC, even when they give us an amazing movie. Black Adam was truly the superhero movie I needed after feeling superhero fatigue from all the Marvel movies and series. DJ portrayed Black Adam to perfection. He was born for this role. From start to finish, the special effects, the plot, the action scenes, the acting was on point. It had me at the edge of my seat, non-stop action and non-stop heroes. They really got the formula right. Okay, this is actually quite boring. Um, <laughs> but okay. Megan, right. uh, so-so. What's
1: that? Uh, plot keywords, color in title month. Um, Hawkman character month. Doctor Fate character month. Uh, slow motion thing.
0: Uh, amphibious no
1: op- no opening credits month um we're gonna have anything good here. wind manipulation month i wonder what would be on w- black adam twister? and that's it we we fill a week we've just completed wind manipulation week here did you on see the there
0: Network. was um there's a new um tornado movie coming out it must be anne hache like before she died but she's in it uh like freaking alec baldwin's in it it's called like Super oh yeah Cell i, or something. I, something like I that. thought
1: that was like a parody video somebody did or something.
0: i something. i think the twister museum page shared it didn't they maybe that's why you saw it as well um yeah, amphibious
1: the... vehicle month um mm-hmm. black adam kingsman the golden circle Indiana jones and the Camera shot the Apollo, in and-
0: the abdomen month <laughs> i think that's our best one right um black adam looper the 39 steps and rampage more rock movies so
1: i'm just curious if this one actually features who we think it's going to feature female archaeologist month um black adam mortal engines ammonite and timeline <laughs> Lara Croft is number five. She doesn't even hit a month for female wow.
0: archaeologists. <laughs> Gosh, sexist. Um Audio Cassette Month. Um, that's my favorite. Narcos, Black Adam, Bones and All. And oh, eternal sunshines of the spotless mind. Fuck off.
1: Oh, your favorite. Oh. All right. Um, what did we originally do with this movie? Do you even
0: remember? You rented it. I bought it. I'm 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 changing that. I'm renting it. Um, yeah, me too. It, it fell off a little bit for me. Uh, this is only my second DC one outside of Aquaman. I'd probably maybe put Aquaman ahead of this. Um, like, it, it's it's a good film. I could still watch this. It's not terrible, but it definitely doesn't hold up on a second viewing. Um, so, yeah, it's just dragged, lots of slow-mo, it's convoluted. Um, you know, at least just as, uh, Aquaman has Pitbull. Um <laughs> <laughs> i mean this especially pumpkins though when's that collaboration coming along tonight <laughs> yeah tonight yeah billy corgan give him a hug um but no i'll, I'll drop this down to a rent which is uh, maybe the first time i've ever done that on a rewatch like change my initial rating
1: yeah you know it's funny because i i couldn't remember if i read to this originally i kind of thought i did and over the last couple of months i've been like you know i actually enjoyed that movie quite a bit and even the first half of this movie i'm like I, I think this is probably worthy of a buy but there's enough problems with this, especially in the second half. The second that, uh, ugh, the second that it gets yep. me gassy. Uh, <laughs> the second that Black Adam just suddenly teams up with the Just Society, but then they continue to fight for an hour, I'm like, no, nah, you've kind of lost me. I, I'm, I'm not going to put this last, though. Uh, I think that I will put it below. So I've got three rents in total, so I will put this below the first Suicide Squad, just a step ahead of Wonder Woman 84. Aww. Although I would say like, I still enjoy both of those movies, and I could see myself putting this on a year from now just for something fun to watch. Cause it does give you a bit of a reminder of what like the early to mid 2000s superhero movies were where they didn't all have to be so, you know, focused on an, an ultimate universe and, and a million, even though this movie has a million characters, you know, it doesn't have to have like these crossovers, Iron Man and a Spider-Man movie and stuff like that. Um, it's still fun, but yeah, I would put the second last, I think. of the So DC's
0: for the one. month though, this would be second last as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I would put, uh, Let's see. Uh uh Just League One, Suicide Squad Two, this, and then Wonder Woman 84.
0: See, overall, this would be my last movie then, because the only one I've got is Aquaman Rented. So just I can work that out. But for the month, this would also clearly be last. But I'd have Zach, Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, this. Wow.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh but you know what? Like the weird thing is I would put this above Wonder Woman 84 because I think there are bigger issues with Wonder Woman 84. But I think the best parts of Wonder Woman 84 are probably more enjoyable than if Woman's Wonder Woman 84. More fun. Come on. Yeah, if Wonder Woman 84 had this movie's runtime, I think that it's instantly, you know, it, it's, it's a buy and it's probably at least halfway up my list. Um, but uh, we're going to be getting at least a couple buys next month because we're about to kickstart Oscar month uh, in the Brandon, lead up to the Academy Fraser, Awards. Brandon, if, Brandon. Let's just call it Brendan Fraser month, even though we're not even going to be reviewing this movie because we already did it. Uh but uh ten best picture nominee movies, ten days in a row, starting March first. And we're gonna start off with a movie we probably will not be buying because I think we've decided we're doing Avatar the Way of Water first just to get the I'm crap not out rewatching of the way. it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I rented
0: it from memory, but like I'm not rewatching it because like fucking hell. Um Avatar's the movies that you only need to see once in your life and that's it. Um <laughs> so uh I did rent it. Um you binned it but um, oh, I'm sticking with that. Look, I haven't Explode done an Oscar. I haven't done Oscars in a long time. We still do a rating. Years. Yeah. So, um, but no, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back into it. I mean, I get to watch Top Gun again. I haven't watched that in a while. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing everything all at once, or whatever it's called and women talking. Um, That's one of the ones I'm most excited to talk about. Believe it or not. like I, I, not, it, It's there,
1: there's things about that movie. I'm like, this actually is a good talking point for an episode. Um, but, uh, a, movie
0: about, a
1: movie about women talking and imagine it provides talking. Points,
0: Be- being, but, uh, being single and not really hanging around with women anymore. <laughs> I don't get any women talking in my life. So I'm just, I've, I've avoided women hey, talking for a while. So
1: Ben Wishaw is the one guy who does a lot of talking in that movie. So there you go. Wow. Well, um, but, uh, but you know what? Like the only two ones I haven't seen right now are the Woody Harrelson one. And then the all Quiet in the Western front. So um, I've, been holding on to my opinions for a lot of these movies, just getting ready to burst. They say
0: holding yeah. on to my penis. I'm like, mm-hmm.
1: and you know what? There will be plenty of props for Brendan Fraser throughout our. 10 days of Best Picture nominee movies that he's not
0: included. Again, I'm still aiming to hope that I'll, I'll be at work during the day on a busy Monday, but if I can somehow sneak away for five, I need you to like message me on that day because I probably won't be able to watch them. Yeah. I might have the one in the background, but like if like there's a section where it's like, okay, it's about to come on right I need to like, I'm like, everyone stop work. I don't care. <laughs> like I'm watching this and then I'm going to like run to you in like the lunchroom, like record, press record. Oh my God. Oh my God, oh my God. And if he doesn't win, I'm, I'm stabbing Colin Farrell in the dick. Giant dick. What if
1: Paul Meskel wins? I
0: don't know who that is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if Austin Butler, like, uh, maybe I'll stab him in the thigh because, you know, he's the and only if- one right now that I would be like, okay. But, like, no.
1: No, 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 no. If if, if they just say, these are our five nominees, Paul Meskel, Bill Nighy, Brendan Fraser, Colin Farrell, and Austin Butler, and the winner is Tom Cruise for Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> That's okay.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but still, like, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know, like, no, I think Brendan's the man. I want to win most of anyone, like, in the world. Oh, even well, Kiefer maybe that would be a top Or well, Pierce, like, if, imagine if that was if like, Pierce wins, yeah. Imagine if, like the one year it's like Brendan Fraser, Kiefer Sutherland, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> and uh, Tom Cruise all in one. You're like, oh fuck.
1: And Viola Davis as <laughs> best actor even
0: <laughs> five way tie. Uh, <laughs>
1: Uh, so we're going to have that. And then uh, I, I keep forgetting what our actual next movie month is, which will be April.
0: I think it's anniversary month. Oh.
1: Possibly.
0: And we've got
1: good anniversary movies this year. I uh, think. They all tie together, kind of.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's anniversary month. So what have we got? Like Mrs. Doubtfire and Rush mm-hmm. and um uh, uh American Graffiti. Yep. And the other one is, of course, uh, that great movie, Truman Show. Are we doing Truman Show. No, yes, I yeah, think That would have been
1: the fourth one. Yeah, Truman Show. Yeah. Uh, yes. I yeah, find so my good. book with my
0: list in it, but it's hard to like. I'll knock shit over, but I'm pretty. sure. I mean,
1: it's two months away. We'll probably won't even end up doing it. Um, uh, but uh, that's our next movie, and we continue to have TV recaps for uh 24 and nothing else. Uh, <laughs> but sign up to our Patreon, and you may hear Casper's review of Puss in Boots: The Last Wish, which uh, we recorded this afternoon.
0: Actually, no, I think uh, we are doing um. April will be Australia versus Canada Month. Oh, and, and I then still got to pick my other Canadian. May is, and yes, you're right, it is Truman Show. Um, but yes, we're doing Tomorrow When the War Began, Kids in the Hall, Brain Candy, Australia, and insert TVC, Colin, movie here.
1: And you know, the, the ones that I keep wanting to cover are ones that have a lot of, like, a mixture of English and French language, and every version I, I find has no French... Well, but that's the problem. The ones I'm finding have no French subtitles, so... I'm I'm ha- I'm b- sliding down my list of like potential movies we're gonna pick as the other one. Yes, movies will be back in uh, another just over a month, but we'll still have movies because we have Oscars. Uh, until then, do all the things that Ben tells you to do at the end of this episode, unless he tells you that's to. That's not me.
0: That's Reginald, our station hand.
1: Do everything that Reginald tells you to do, unless he's telling you to join ISIS. Um, join Al Qaeda. You'll get further or... ahead. Exactly. Yes. Uh, my name is Colin, and I'm off to teach my son some violence.
0: And my name is Ben and shove it up your ass, Carter. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider.